Hey man, welcome back. Welcome back, America, to my show. And uh, gets how is your German motherfuckers? And <laughs> um, let's see what's going on on YouTube. And we just did, we just listened to PJ Harvey live in concert. Those freaking rads. Come on, Billy. Man size, man size, man size. Uh, she does a, um, you know, she does a cleavage very well. <laughs> Down by the water, 1995. Nick Cave, uh, she was, oh yeah, she was with Nick Cave. 1996, I remember that. Let's let's check that out. 1996. Awesome, but he sucks. I never liked McKay very much. Oh, this would be too much of a hope. Trump sick and dying. So, folks. Today is gonna be glorious because it's really a three course meal in the humiliation and degradation and decline of old Donnie because his iron grip on his party, his movement, his ideology is nowhere near as strong as it used to be. be and many of his potential rivals sense his weakness because really three things are happening. Uh. People are noting, one, that the base is growing sick and tired of him. And we have live footage of Trump fans absolutely ripping him apart, which is great to see. Also, yeah. while this is happening, some new data confirms that his polling numbers are in the utter tank right now. They are plummeting as we speak be. at record pace stupid as more and more of this comes out. And finally, Nazis. we have some really good analysis on how Donald Trump's health, his Whoa. mental and physical health, is degrading <laughs> at is rapid pace. A lot of his staff are concerned about it. And critically, guys, people in the GOP are looking at Trump's health and sensing a weak and wounded animal that's even easier to take out, even beyond the losses and the base getting sick and tired of him. But I want to start with the base, because one of the things I've talked about a ton on this channel is that Trump exploits his supporters more than anybody else. He exploits everyone in his life, but his base he exploits for donations, and he lies to them, and he rips them off, and he defrauds them, and all of that. But when they actually get a sense for what Trump is doing to them, they are pissed, and they're moving to Ron DeSantis. 
Well, first, we wanted to, uh, to gather Trump voters. And many of these people had voted for Trump twice. Everyone had voted for him, at least in 2016 or 2020. And we wanted to know where they stood now that he's announced, now that it looks like the governor of Florida, uh, Ron DeSantis, will be his opponent. We wanted to know how they felt about the man who they used to idolize. And you know what? They still do. But not the same well, as they used to. It's yeah. changed. Yeah, well, you asked a group of the Republican voters to briefly describe Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Let's take a look to see what they had to say. First, one word or phrase that you use to describe Donald Trump right now. Uh, stay off Twitter. <laughs> Jamie from Iowa. I was just going to say the same thing. Um, you know, his new one that he's on, I think he needs to take a break from that one. Becky. A narcissist. Lisa. Keep doing what you're doing. Andrew. Uh, tired. John. <laughs> Unsettling. Melody. High hopes. Marie. Uh, mistakes. John from North Dakota. Unrelenting. <laughs> Kathy. Still right. <laughs> Eric. Divisive. Jim. Um, overdone. John from Georgia. Fighter. David from California. Racist. <laughs> Jeff from Texas. Sanctimonious. <laughs> Stacy from Indiana. Businessman. Nancy from Illinois. Uh, calculated. I would do the same thing now with the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. I'm going to go in the exact opposite <laughs> order. Positive. Uh, promising. Stacy from Indiana. Oh, geez. Um, interesting. Jeff from Texas. Badass. <laughs> Kathy from Pennsylvania. A leader. Uh, Eric from North Carolina. Jim. Five seconds. I'm going to show you how we earn a five-figure month income from our art in 20 days. Now, They're look, I know you may or may not feel this He's abstract fought. art is pretty dang impressive. They like him but the real key him. here. In the Jim from Indiana. Big. Rising. Dave, John David from Georgia. I said same thing. Biter. David from California. Biter. Promising. Biter. Andrew from South Carolina. Leader. John from California. Visionary. Melody from Washington. Amazing. Marie from New York. The future. John from North Dakota. Oh, apologies. Fucking Lisa from New York. Fucking Nazi. You guys are assholes. Becky from Virginia. You triggered the party. Jamie from Iowa. Refreshing leader. Gregory from Nevada. Future of the party. So, Frank, we got some very different responses there. When DeSantis was being asked about it, it was all positive. Some yeah. words like promising, interesting, visionary, the future. Trump, there were some positives, fighter, unrelenting, still right. But also things like unsettling, narcissist, stay off of Twitter, divisive, racist. What does that tell you? They're tired. They still appreciate him. They still think he was a great president. That hasn't changed. But they now look at him and they say, why all this chaos? Why all this fussing and fighting? Isn't there a better way? And frankly, a lot of them are angry at him for the candidates that he supported and his lack of support for them when they needed it most. Go take a look. And this is something we've not talked about. How much money Trump raised 
in 2022 and how much actually went to the candidates. If you tell Republican Trump voters that he raised over $100 million and donated only 15% of that or less to those candidates, they get angry. Trump voters are fed up with all the the Trump-focused hysteria and they want someone different and they see Ron DeSantis at this point as being different. You know, Jin Psaki, it's interesting. We were talking earlier about establishment Republicans turning on Donald Trump. And for Donald Trump, that really doesn't mean too much. I'll tell you, I gave a speech uh, following um, following the midterm election. A lot of Republicans came up to me. Um, there were the Trump supporters voting for him twice. They're exhausted. Like Frank said, they're yeah. exhausted. And then when they start talking about Should the fact that Mitch McConnell... You know, gave hundreds of millions of dollars. Donald Trump sat on his money. They actually, they do get angry. So I think that's really interesting. I think in a sense, they don't know what we know. Like I cover it. You see it on other YouTube channels. You've seen it sometimes on mainstream media. But, you know, Donald Trump rips off his supporters. He takes donations, double, triple the amount sometimes. We've covered that. He takes donations ostensibly to help other Republicans or to to fight the election fraud. But in reality, it just goes into his general coffers. And who knows what he's using that money for, if anything, if he's just hoarding it. We don't know. But the point is, his base took him at good faith when he said he was spending the money to help the republicans or to fight for election integrity they believed him but when you sit them down in a room and you actually tell them and frank luntz is a republican pollster when they're told by a fellow republican by fellow conservatives what trump is actually doing they get pissed. They get furious. And I think that's a sign that they, they, they weren't just doing it even though they knew better. I think a lot of these people are in such a bubble. They didn't even know they were being exploited and people like them were being exploited. But it makes Trump look terrible. And it's fueling this move towards Ron DeSantis. And in one particular poll from Iowa, and again, Iowa being one of the first primary states, and it can really set the tone, make or break an entire campaign, make someone a star like Obama wasn't given a chance before Iowa. We know this. It's, it is the show in an early primary. And guys, remember, it's a 47-point swing in the most recent poll. 47-point swing from Trump to DeSantis. 47! I know it's just one. I know it's like we can't write the obituary, obituary yet. But my God, 47 points, guys. That, is, like, that, that, might, that might be a record. But it's, it, it's just a sign that people are getting sick and tired. And so Speaking of sick and tired, a lot of folks are noting the weakness of Donald Trump. And I want to play you a clip of one of his staffers laying out that Donald Trump has systematically covered up his illnesses. And especially as we go into 2024, he needs to come clean. Omarosa, a a, a new poll out by CNN found that 75% of those who identified as Republicans believe that democracy is under attack with 78% of them falsely believing President Joe Biden did not win enough votes to legitimately win the election. One of the main concerns many of us have about 2024 run from Trump is he will use this skepticism he has sown in the minds of his supporters to undermine our election process, as he already tried to do that in 2020. Well, what are your thoughts about him in 2024? 
Well, Rev, you've been saying this from the beginning, that Donald Trump was dangerous, his rhetoric was dangerous, and we can see the results of that in this poll, that people are actually believing his lies. And I think going into 2024, I'm really more concerned about the fact that Donald Trump hasn't come forward and talked about his health. I don't know if he will even be healthy enough to run in 2024, and I think he needs to come clean to the American people about where he is on that before deciding to get into a very stressful and strenuous race for the White House. So that was Omarosa, and she's right. She's right in the sense that Donald Trump needs to come clean. Now, that clip was a bit older, but it resurfaced, and there was a brand new article written about it. And what it says is that as we go into this, people are going to have questions about Trump's health, his mental and physical health, and how things like his COVID bout affected him in the short, medium, and long term. And Donald Trump has an established track record of hiding illnesses and hiding his health and hiding all of these severe issues. It notes here that that first part is just a quoting from the from the clip I showed you, but it says, Trump was extremely ill after contracting COVID-19, and according to a 2021 report from the New York Times, his lungs had infiltrates and officials feared he needed a ventilator. Journalists uh, at the time discussed in their book that doctors were concerned about organ failure while Trump was at Walter Reed, which Americans were never told about. Walter Reed doctors helped Trump cover up the severity of his condition, Associated Press reporter Jonathan Lemire said last year. And this matters, guys, because not only do the people deserve transparency about the health of a potential president, but also the GOP is, is sensing blood in the water over this. Remember, a lot of people were waiting for Donald Trump to make their decision. And this is something said a little bit ago, but it's prescient now from one of the Lincoln Project guys about how all the people with a knife in their hand ready to stab Donald were looking for a couple things, looking for him to make the first move and looking at his health. It says, "What's it, who, who's it going to be? He said, is it going to be Greg Abbott? Is it going to be Ron DeSantis, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz? Donald Trump is the boss until he's not. There is a competitive court below him that hates each other, that's constantly scheming, that has one eye on Trump's health, on his fitness, wondering what he's going to do. So there will be a lot of people quickly out of the gates, but nothing will happen until Trump makes his decision, Steve Smith said. And of course, Trump has made his decision now. And he's weak politically, weaker than when this interview happened. And critically, guys, we still don't have the answers about the health that other folks around Trump world have said. So he's collapsing. His support is collapsing. Donald Trump's base hates him. And Republicans know this man is sick, both literally and figuratively. My goodness, it doesn't get much worse for him. And I are a perfect match because I actually wear the shoes. Like, I've been living in the loafers. They're so comfy. Also, who doesn't love the name Crown Vintage? My, my I wonder if the DOJ will hire me. Volunteer. They can't, they can't fire me because I volunteer. <laughs> okay.
reds. Phillips is uh, Sir Isaac Newton. Clinton and Rice on American Power. Uh, um, that's on um, the problem with John Stewart, which will probably which will probably get a lot of hits. But you know what? I kind of I fucking hate Condoleezza Loser Rice. She's a cunt. She's a real cunt. Live Trump and MAGA in complete freakout mode. <coughs> Great. <coughs> Stream 19 hours ago. Donald Trump and the right-wing media are freaking out about Attorney General Merrick Garland's appointment uh -huh. of Jack Smith as special counsel to War crimes prosecutor. Ha uh ha, -huh. you're fucked. You're fucked. Ha uh ha. -huh. Musk as Musk continues to engage with far right-wing social media accounts and acts like a... 4chan incel troll. It's just really bizarre and disturbing. Huh. Also bizarre and disturbing, Carrie Lake, who lost her candidacy for governor of Arizona, returned from Mar-a-Lago to spread conspiracies about the election. She claimed she didn't lose and that the voters had their votes suppressed. What a it's fucking just pathetic. Donald Sorry, Trump loser. enters into a real estate deal with a Saudi Arabian real estate firm and the government of Oman to license the Trump name to a resort in Oman near Muscat. A complete conflict of interest, but Republicans don't seem to care about conflicts of interest or selling our nation away to foreign <laughs> countries anymore. That's something that they just don't care about. Also, the Republican House members invited Kyle Rittenhouse to take huh. photos with them to post on social media as part of their Rittenhouse photo op initiative. It's one of their major agenda items during the next congressional term for these House Republicans to take as many photos as possible with Rittenhouse. But compare this to President Biden and what the Democrats are talking about. I don't know, things like jobs, health care, the Inflation Reduction Act, things that Americans actually care about. There was a horrific shooting at a Colorado Springs LGBTQ plus nightclub by a right-wing terrorist that left five dead and at least 25 injured on Saturday during Transgender Remembrance Day. And before the shooter, the 22-year-old son of an insurrection-sympathizing Republican politician was eventually subdued by the courageous actions of people at the club. And finally, in the Georgia runoff, Herschel Walker has adopted an even more extremist, divisive, and hateful rhetoric with Raphael Warnock talking about issues that matter, like making people's lives better. This is the Midas Touch podcast. I'm joined by Brett and Jordy, my two younger brothers. For those who are new to the podcast, we are brothers. We are related. We don't just call each other brothers. We are actually brothers. You know what? I think we're going to blame Jordy in this one. I know, Jordy, you didn't get a lot of heat, but I'm going to blame you because... Of course you're going to blame me. This is something you guys ever do. But go on. Blame me. Okay, let me, let, me, let me explain why. Because Jordan. we ever here have our names listed, which makes it very clear that we're related by having our full names. But Jordy is so edgy and cool, uh, you know, I guess... What are you trying to appeal to, like, Gen Z? You think you're Gen Z or something over there? <laughs> Jordy going all lowercase for those who are not watching. All lowercase on his name. J-O-R-D-Y, lowercase J, no last name. Kind of like, what are you, like Adele or something? Are you like a good share or Madonna? This is kind of what I, what I was going to say. I'm the marketing guy, folks. So you got to find those one names to just kind of like Prince, Madonna, Cher, Jordy. 
Thanks. Are you, like, you can't even, you don't even know the difference between any of them. I see Jordy said just growing, but as I'm staring at him, <laughs> comparing himself in, in, with those people. Unbelievable. Unbelievable what we have to put up with Ben, huh? I hear you, but it's great what Trump is going to have to put up with, and Trump wants none of it, and that is... What a transition. <laughs> smooth. Smooth. That is Jack Smith, who has been appointed as the special counsel by Attorney General Merrick Garland. Let me give you Jack Smith's background. In 1994, Jack Smith was the assistant DA with the New York County DA's office. He was a colleague of Karen Friedman Agnifilo, who served for nearly three decades. She did at the Manhattan DA's office before working here at the Midas Touch Network, and she's spoken so highly of Jack, and she's been very skeptical of Merrick Garland, and she said, no, 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 the moment they appointed Jack Smith, they go, they're going to prosecute Trump, and she's someone who's been a critic of Merrick Garland. Then, and I'll say, I know you're in the middle of it, but I, you know, when we were reading Jack Smith's bio, first off, Jack Smith, is a guy like James Bond or something, the name Jacks, right? Like, it's such, Jack Smith, I also love that it's like the most common name on the planet, like... Like, good luck looking up Jack Smith. Like, there are a billion Jack Smiths, but this is the Jack Smith. But when we were looking up his, his bio and we noticed that he had worked in um, New York, we were immediately like, I wonder if Karen is. And before we could even text Karen through the night below, she texted us and was like, Jack Smith! No way. She was like, he is the best. He is ruthless. This means Garland means business. And I said to her, Karen, would you be? I know you know him, so I don't want to like you know step on your toes or anything. You've worked with him for a while. Uh, would you be willing to go on the record and share your thoughts about him with the Midas Mighty? And she said, "Oh, absolutely." And so I recommend everybody check out the interview we did also That's with Karen and Nicola, where she explains the importance of Jack Smith, the special counsel, and how she has newfound confidence now in this investigation thanks to this. I thought it was really enlightening. Sorry, Ben. But no, Karen was the number two at the Manhattan DA's office. There's only one person above her when she was there, and that was Cy Vance. So she basically ran the entire office. And she said the appointment of Jack Smith, though, will also mean that the investigation is going to take place even quicker. And in a filing today before the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, they're set to hear that oral argument in the expedited appeal the Department of Justice filed to remove Judge Cannon from all those matters, because he should never have asserted jurisdiction in the first place. Jack Smith said, I read documents. I'm ready to go. I'm already caught up. And that's just one of the proof that Karen was right. Like, he's ready to go. It will make things nice. actually go quicker. So, 1994, assistant DA with the New York County DA's office. 1999, assistant U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of New York. From 2008 to 2010, he served with the International Criminal Court on War Crimes. In 2010, he was the chief of the Department of Justice Public Integrity Section. In 2015, he was the assistant U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Tennessee. And before taking this assignment as special counsel, he was the chief prosecutor, special court at the Hague for Kosovo war crimes. Merrick Garland got a war crimes uh, prosecutor to Sandy's become the to special Hi. counsel. And there's a photo of him for those watching on YouTube and for those listening on audio. I'm sure a lot of people have seen the photo, too, who are listening. This is not, looking at the guy, this, is, this ain't a guy you want to mess with. Huh? Like, if I was told that this is the guy who was pursuing me, I'd go, oh, shit. Absolutely. You know who wants to mess with him, though, Brett? Alina Haba. Like, the worst lawyer in the entire country and the world, Trump's lawyer, 
who was just recently sanctioned by the federal court in the Southern District of Florida. This is the first sanctions motion for $50,000. She's facing about a million dollars in other sanction motions that are coming. <laughs> the judge in that case said every single claim that you made was frivolous, not just one. Every single thing you said was frivolous. And the judge also said that sanctions alone are probably not appropriate. Like, we may need to refer you to the state bar for disciplinary proceedings to take away your license. Brett, play this clip of Alina. I can tell you that I would be proud to go after all of this myself. It is not, they don't pick people that aren't on their side, okay? It is no coincidence that Hunter Biden's laptop from hell is being now exposed because we take over the house. They're going to put people that are on their side. They may try and make it look impartial, but we're dealing with this on so many fronts. And I understand the panic, but it's really, truly something we deal with every single day. It's no different than Letitia. It's no different than when Merrick Garland was involved. Just because he's a candidate now that like appear to be impartial by putting one of their buddies up as uh, you know a special counsel. It's the same thing. I, I just I I want to say to the American public, as somebody who's intimately related, um, when they're so afraid of somebody taking over control because they're so strong. They attack them harder. You know, when I first became his attorney, they attacked me in the media. They will do that. Please, Alina Haba, I'm begging you. <laughs> please take this one. It's all you. I want, you are, please, this is all you. Just, you handle the defense. You'll do a great job. Don't let any of those other lawyers, like Christopher Tice or Jim Trusty or any of the lawyers who actually do the arguments because you can argue. They don't need to do it. You can handle this whole thing. That sanctions motion that you got in the Southern District of Florida, just, it wasn't a sanctions motion. It was, you were being congratulated by the federal judge that your complaint was just so creative. And you know the uh, other lawsuit that you filed um, where you were held in contempt of court uh, in upstate New York? Yeah, well... That wasn't really a contempt of court. That was just another judge telling you that you are the most creative lawyer out there. So please, can you make the argument? I mean, Brett, she has lost literally everything that she has touched. And, you know, the, the one frustrating thing, and I get it with people, is, is they say this is taking so long. Like, why is it taking so long? And they go, if, if it happened to anybody other than Trump, they'd be arrested by now. They'd be indicted by now. And I always say to that, yeah, the issue is, though, <laughs> is that Trump is still is a former president, and he's found in Alina Haba someone who's willing to literally be what I refer to as like a kamikaze lawyer. Like, she's willing to just forego her entire legal license and all of her ethics to just make the bad faith arguments. It takes time to have to challenge those arguments in court but the Department of Justice has to challenge those arguments. Trump has a set of arguments that none of us have. Executive privilege. Even though he doesn't have a valid claim of executive privilege, if he wants to contort and manipulate the Constitution and the rights of the president, he can still assert it. And the fact that he has some sympathetic voices in federal courts allows him to kind of perpetuate this. But the Department of Justice for all of this time they haven't been doing nothing. It wasn't like they were like, all right, election over, shit. Jack Smith? Jack Smith, everybody? Okay, Jack, we cool with Jack Smith? We, we better do something right now. All right, get Jack. No, 
for over I'm super a year cool now, with Jack plus Smith. for over 18 months, thank you, Merrick Garland. I've already thanked Merrick Garland a couple in times. In grand juries to compel witness testimony, the fucking the witnesses getting out the like pot. Baloney, Trump's former top chicken shit. You're too chicken uh, shit. Feldman. Zipaloni, number one deputy, or Mark Shore. Point somebody else is going to fucking nail this former worst chief of staff. Greg Jacobs, the former general counsel to Pence. All of those people wanted to share information with the Department of Justice, but Trump asserted executive privilege, so they literally were not allowed to. So they show up over the summer. They say we can't testify. The DOJ has to file motions. The DOJ wins those motions, and then they're forced to testify. And the DOJ has to do that over and over again. And that's just one example with executive privilege. But here's the thing also for the Merrick Garland haters out there. Should the, this should be good news, number one, right? Because Merrick Garland's not going to be on it anymore. you got Jack Smith. you got, like, the LeBron James of prosecutors. So, number one, you've got, like, literally the top prosecutor out there. Um, on the case, but also if you look at the other proceedings that have taken place, like even the January 6th committee, Brett, they haven't come up with their recommendations yet. So like people are like, people love the January 6th committee work as I do, but they haven't even submitted their recommendations yet, like the recommendations and they're a public forum. So you get to see what happens there publicly. Grand jury, criminal grand jury proceedings happen in secret. So you don't get to see all of the examination of people like Pat Cipollone and Mark Short and Phil Bin and, and all of those people. But no one in anywhere has yet to file on Trump. Everyone's moving around the same pace. But, I, Brent, I think justice is coming right now. I really – and I'm not just trying to, like, throw hope out there. It's just if you connect the data, that's what the data suggests. And as Karen Three Magnifolo said, she goes, look – I have no inside information on this, but Jack Smith would not take this assignment, given its career trajectory, if he didn't believe there was a case to be made. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I just think back to the reactions we got uh, before the 2020 election when we said, hold it, everybody, there's going to be a red mirage, but Biden has this. I'm, we're pretty confident that things look good for Joe Biden here and that we're going to win the presidency. And we had all these people going, oh, that's some great hopium you got there. That's some great hopium you're smoking over there. Okay, okay, good. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm leaving. No, 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 no. Then we go to the midterm where we said, hey, listen, we're looking at the data here. We're bringing in data experts. We're bringing in Tom Bonnier. We're bringing in Simon Rose. But we're not bringing on the talking heads that you're necessarily seeing on the cable news. But we're bringing in the people who are actually analyzing the actual data that is out there. And we don't think the midterms are going to go the way that the media is telling you it's going to go or the way that Fox News is telling you it's going to go or all these right-wing influencers are going to tell you it's going to go. We think it's actually going to go pretty decent for Democrats here. We actually have a shot at it. Everybody, you know, go, oh, you're just spreading hope. And da, da, da. now we are in this process with the prosecution of Donald Trump. And we have the same reaction. Anytime we say, you know what, this actually makes an indictment more likely that there's a special counsel here. And we could expect it probably sooner than we could expect it before. People go, oh, you're just spreading hope. He's Teflon Don. Nothing's going to happen. Well, bookmark this episode and come back to me yep. sometime in 2023, and we will see who is right. And we can have the conversation. It's okay. I'll accept the apologies. It's all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have the January 6th committee are planning to release all their evidence in the next few weeks. Um, that should be interesting. That's important. Obviously, they are the one committee that is going against the clock now that Republicans have taken the House. Um, we'll see if they have any recommendations. I hope they 
do recommend, I think they will recommend, but regardless of whether they're recommend or not, it doesn't really matter to the Department of Justice who's going to prosecute, whether, if they're going to prosecute. Jordy. Right. No, I wanted to add on to what you were saying before. You know, what I think our audience really likes about us and appreciates about us is, you know, we know when we're not experts in a field. So we're not going to lead people down a path, you know, just for the sake of being hopeful. What we do find, or we find those experts, we find those Simon Rosenbergs of the world to come on and, and break down the data in a granular uh, level to let us know what he's seeing and why, you know, there are so many fake red mirages out there and there's not really going to be that red wave in the midterms. Similarly here with KFA, with Karen, you know, she's worked with, in some respects, with this person. She knows this person intimately from a work relationship standpoint. For many and years. So, yeah, and, and so just from that alone right there, her, her cosign on Jack Smith alone right there, that's enough for me, just knowing how spectacular KFA is with all things. And so I'm excited to see this get going, and I'm excited to see Jack Smith get in there. Oh, and we'll be updating you every step of the way. And I just wanted to say, you know, as, as we look at, you know, that Alina Haba clip that we showed you, I think it really is a microcosm of a lot of what we're going to show you today, which is the fact that you have these people who do horrible things or do horrible jobs or, you know, try to go against our democracy, whatever it is, they, they, they know what they're doing. They are stirring up shit on purpose. They are going against our country or the most vulnerable people among us on purpose. And then when they're called out on it, or whatever they go, oh, it's the liberal media. The liberal media just went to attack me. They didn't attack you because if you were an honest lawyer, they wouldn't have attacked you. They wouldn't have, and they're not attacking you. They are basically playing your words and saying why they're stupid, and you're being proven day in and day out why your arguments are absolutely thunk. And we're just, this is such a thing in this MAGA culture. It's act as irresponsible as possible, act as outrageous as possible, and then act stunned and appalled. Oh my, how dare they write that about me? How dare they say it? How dare they cancel me? And it's just that it, it, we're going to see this a lot throughout this episode, so I just wanted to flag it then. Yeah, and it's not, there's nothing to do with canceling you or cancel culture. It's like, we are criticizing you because you are doing something that is awful. That is in You know, when you think about this weekend where uh, Elon Musk reactivated Trump's uh, Twitter account, but also in doing yeah, so, like, off. he posted Elon all of these, Elon like, horrific nice. photographs and these, like, memes that, like, uh, had these images of, like, sexual assault, glorifying sexual assault, and, like, just, like, disturbing and, and like, disgusting stuff when people would call it out and say, like, why are you showing that? Like, that is, that's just, that's not yeah. funny. It's, it's horrific. You're hurting a lot of people. They'd be like, cry, libs, cry. And it's like, it's not a matter of crying. You're not triggering me. What you're doing is you're just posting really awful stuff that we should not be teaching our children or we should not be engaged in that conduct in any setting, work setting, personal setting. It's just not a way like a to criminal. conduct. And, you know, as um, you know, Adam Kinzinger said about and uh, more you know, Trump being reactivated. Them. Adam Kinzinger said, "Keep is. in mind, Trump wasn't suspended for being a meanie. He <laughs> was suspended for lighting <laughs> an insurrection, and when it failed, tweeting, this is what you get.' That's why Donald Trump. And then a lot of the other right wingers were suspended for spreading." disinformation about vaccines like literally using the platform to kill people and so then when people criticized that and said 
that's not okay. Like in a, in a society that values decency, you know, it's not a free speech issue. Again, if, if you want to be mean, go be mean. But what you're doing is actually uh, killing people. Um, and what you're doing is spreading hate. And it has real world consequences. And as we talk about a little bit later in this episode, the shooting in Colorado Springs, it's like when all these right wing trolls who are actually politicians out there spread all of these memes and attack Disney and says that they're pursuing a gay agenda, you know, and continuously attack transgendered individuals and continue to spread the hate. Then their foot soldiers, their terrorist cells out there, are activated. And the people who consume this stuff go out there and go into action. And then with the lax gun control, without any responsible gun ownership, people like this sicko terrorist who previously threatened to like bomb his mother and bomb his town can get these AR-15s and they go in there and they shoot them up. And then when that happens, the right wing goes, oh, now the liberals are trying to blame it. It's not a liberal thing because y'all aren't freaking conservatives. Right. There's nothing conservative about those positions that you have. So let's just stop with that dichotomy, too. You're just being straight up evil. Like you're being straight up bad freaking yeah. people. And we're calling it out because that's just not how humans should behave. What kind of example are you setting? Like how disturbed are you as a person? That you take, that you find this funny, that you pursue these memes and and this hate, you know. When like Kanye West goes back on when he gets reactivated and goes shalom after sending all these anti-Semitic, that's not funny. And the people who go, oh yeah, Kanye, what are you talking about? Like, what has happened to you in your life that you become such a hateful and disturbed human being that all you want to do is try to ruin the happiness of everybody else? who's just trying to make sense and go on with our lives in a very complicated world. Yeah, it seems like you have, you know, a majority of Americans, as shown by the midterms and the way people turned out. You have a majority of midterms who are, uh, a majority of Americans who are pro-democracy Americans, who have empathy for others, who just don't want the craziness. They just want normalcy. But, but the, for what, what the far right has realized is that normalcy and actually liking each other and promoting inclusion, that doesn't sell for them. It doesn't sell for them. The only thing that sells for them is pure hatred. And they always take it to the worst points and, and like made up things. And they invent things in their head about what people are doing. So you have right-wingers spreading despicable lies about teachers, despicable lies about the LGBTQ community. If you ask one of these people who consumes Fox News all day, who is on Twitter going, Elon, 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 did you see what this person said? Did you, this person was mean to me. Did you see what this person That's what they do. They like snitch tag Elon Musk now, all these people. But if you like entered their brain, which sounds like a very scary thought, but if you, if you talk to them, they'd go, oh, I'm not sending my kid to public schools because they're teaching people to be trans there and they're teaching. I'm like, what are you talking talking about nobody is doing that like first off you don't understand any of these issues and what you're not comprehending is that everybody is just trying to live their lives without being killed and without being harassed by you and you cannot seem to leave people alone for a party that speaks about freedom this is the most anti-freedom 
party on the planet. This is a party that wants to be involved in everybody's life. This is a party who wants to spread hatred against anybody who does not look like them or think like them. And you see this consistent cycle, the circle of hate right now in the right-wing ecosystem where they provoke violence. They, they pick a person, they pick a group of people, they pick a building, whatever it is. You can apply this formula to everything we've seen in this country over the past few years. They, the far right goes out there, they provoke violence against the group, whether they're doing it for retweets, whether they're doing it for podcasts, plays, I don't know what they're doing it for. But they're spreading violence for to get elected, to get their base excited. Then, inevitably, some unhinged maniac heeds their words and goes out and commits acts of atrocity based on what they've heard. That's often acts of atrocity against marginalized communities. That's acts of atrocities against the January 6th, against the Capitol to try to overturn our democracy. They heed those words, they take them seriously, and they view themselves as a freedom fighter to go out there and act and commit hate crimes and acts of terror on behalf of those voices. Then you get to step three, which is all these far-right provocateurs who rile these people up and got them super angry. They go, oh, no, 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 that was a, a, a mental mental illness. Ment that was mental illness. That was a mentally ill person. It wasn't guns. It wasn't anything we said. It was mental illness. It was their fault. And then they blame the victim. They, they blame the victims. They blame it on Democrats. They usually try to disassociate themselves from the person who did the attack by saying they were a Democrat or a liberal, even in the face of all evidence here. This shouldn't be a political issue. Just be able to condemn the attack and condemn the rhetoric that led to the that led to the attack, and then that same cycle just repeats endlessly. I mean, you could apply that formula to so many horrible things that have happened to our country, and it's only coming from one side, folks. That's only coming from one side. You have a majority of this country, I would say 70, 80, 85 percent of this country, who just wants people to really kind of live in peace, and then you have this small faction of loud voices who just want to stir shit up and are genuinely the cause of like all all the problems out there. Like there, there's a functioning, governing majority who wants things to be normal, wants people to move towards progress, and there's this minority of people who just wants chaos and wants to see the world burn and doesn't care how many people die along the, the way. And I think Trump's it's just malicious. absolutely despicable to build a political movement on that sort of hatred. With no policy. There's no portfolio. Um.
Okay, so now I'm going to uh, put that in. Blank Karchner, by the way, that's another one. Here we go, dance. I think I want to hear some Chemical Brothers. Zachariah. Um. Here we go, dun, 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 dun. I'm going to share on Instagram, and I 
emailed or I texted it to myself. Oh, here's Facebook. Right. Okay. So, there's some more, maybe some more PJ Harvey. Hmm? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I want to hear. Hmm. Is there Madonna? Uh, the whole album. Let's hear the whole fucking album. We'll do that in the next show. Okay, bye. Hey there, welcome and back to the Z Trista show. Und, uh, let's see what's going on with Trumpy. Trump's losing, Trump's the greatest loser, the Tony Michaels podcast, streamed five hours ago. Here we go. Ah. Trump's losing, Trump's the greatest loser. America first MAGA fascists are saying. They're terrified of them. They're like, we're going to defund him. Not how it works at all. Uh, and by the way, by the way, to think that Republicans that have the House of Representatives by two or three votes are going to get anything fucking done. Anything. Uh -huh. You're at. Trump's greatest loser. Trump's a loser. He's the greatest loser in the world. Before this podcast begins, we are Charles loud, loud, proud, proud, and do not give a This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty. You shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. And this is Tony Michaels. Hi, Tony.
Hey, Tony, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him indeed. I'm feeling much better. I still have a little strain on my voice. It's a little congested. But this is what we have to deal with on a day like today because we will not quit. We will not stop. We will not go quietly into the night. I'm just kidding. I mean... We got three days this week because it's a holiday week. It's Thanksgiving week. Got a lot to talk about today, though. Did you know that Merrick Garland has appointed a special counsel? Did you know that? Did you hear this? Oh, my God. This guy is brutal. Uh, Today, he's he's already making arguments in court. Already been fully briefed. Are they making arguments? Everyone's like, oh, it's going to slow it down. <laughs> oh, don't appoint a special counsel. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matt Gaetz, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, he's they're fucked. all terrified of this special and counsel. And he's going to prison. <laughs> if you're wondering if the special counsel of Jack Smith was a good idea or not, what you need to do is just go look at what the fucking MAGA, the, the America First MAGA fascists are saying. Huh. They're terrified of him. They're like, we're going to defund him. Not how it <laughs> works at all. And by the way, by, by the way, to think that Republicans that have the House of Representatives by two or three votes are going to get anything fucking done. Anything. <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> You're out of your mind. These people are going to be are positioning themselves for their own power. They always are. We can count on Republicans doing that. Positioning themselves for their own power. Now, let me tell you something. This idea that Trumpism is popular and that every single district that these it. Republicans uh-huh. are elected in are secure is a bunch of nonsense. 40, about a bunch of nonsense. Of Why do you think Kevin McCarthy can't, can't come up with 218? That's progress. He can't come up with 218 because the extremists know that he's going to help the fucking moderates to be able to vote. They have to sell something, but they won't have anything to sell, and that's the best part. Republicans fucking suck at government. They fucking suck at it. Not only that, they want to overturn it. In uh, Arizona, I want to talk about this yeah, with Texas Ball today. Put in Arizona, voting age back uh, to they're 21. trying to get counties to not certify an election. Yeah. I've heard of this before. Yeah. So there was this um, event More insurrection back in bullshit. 2021. It was in January. I believe it was on the 6th. Where they were trying to get a vice president, I believe. His name was uh, Mike Pence. <laughs> to not certify a vote. And if he, if he did certify the vote, they were going to hang him. Remember that? Yeah, they tried to hang him. I don't know if you remember I totally that. remember that. It's a long time ago. But here, the MAGA America First Nazis are trying to threaten that counties in Arizona are not going to certify. Because Carrie Lake lost. Blake Masters lost. Their secretary of state Nazi And their butt hurt. Aww. Or if it's our loser. And of course, Steve Bannon and Mike Flynn are leaning all the way into this. Because if they don't win, they just deny. And they stall. Because they're trying to trigger a new election, which is really stupid shit. 
So I guess we'll see what goes out of that. But it appears it appears that they're practicing again. Is yep, what it appears. I told you two or three weeks bandit. before the election that Fucking it was very clear cheat again. that MAGA wanted to win Arizona. Like that was the one they wanted. They wanted that one more than anything. Why and you're are they seeing fucking why. all disqualified for cheating? They needed a place where election them. denialism could live and flourish. That's what they were looking for in 2020 in Georgia. That's why he was calling down there like, hey, find me enough votes to win. Yeah. It's on tape. They just need one spot. Just need 11,780 votes. That's it. That's all find they want. They want fucking chaos. Find and it, they want you to believe that the elections are fucking chaos. They're not chaos. That's one more. They're not. They were counted. She fucking lost. He fucking lost. And the only reason why they're butthurt is because in one county, they they won by 40%, and the other counties got crushed. It doesn't matter what percentage you lose by. It matters how how many votes. Fucking being held accountable. Boneheads. There is not an electoral college in Arizona for the governor for the Senate seat, for the Secretary of State, it doesn't exist. That little technicality that your fucking orange Mussolini Jesus won on in 2016 doesn't exist anywhere else in our fucking electoral system. That's the only spot. Is that one office? So let them fucking show their cards that these Republicans are going to bully and probably commit felonies. More. Felonies. More than likely commit felonies. Because it's fucking sedition, folks. This is sedition. And it's textbook sedition. Mm-hmm. That they won't accept an election result that's free and Seditious fair. And that they won't certify. Because they don't get to take over government. And Trump got that's away sedition. with it, so they're trying to get so away with it. So let them fucking commit felonies. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them all. It's not going to stop Katie Hobbs. Fuck them up the ass. Fontes and, and, and Mark Kelly being being sworn in. So let them. Fuck them. Let them. Let them show their cards. Let them say the quiet part out loud. We just need to point it out. We, as a people, need to make sure that everyone else in the country knows what these motherfuckers are doing. Yeah. Because a lot of people are just going to bury their heads in the sand and not watch. Not pay attention. Speaking of paying attention to news, (laughs) Donald Trump's name is coming up in court today. (laughs) All over the country. All over the country. And I don't know if if you're paying attention to, oh, he's not being held accountable. And we talked about this yesterday. Me and Gabe Sanchez. I said... Isn't it funny how all these court cases, every fucking one of them, even the even the one with Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers, there's one, just one motherfucking thing tying all these all these fucking criminal cases, all these criminal investigations together, just one motherfucking thing. Trump. It ain't documents. It ain't Rudy Giuliani. It ain't Steve Bannon. It's Trump. Trump is is at the heart of every fucking one of these things. And now he has one of the most fucking 
guy. Oh, this guy looks like Judge Roy Bean to me. This Jack Smith, I don't know if you guys know the, the legend of Judge Roy Bean. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's what this guy looks like. The embodiment. I wouldn't want him prosecuting me. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Guy who's committed fucking war, who has uh, prosecuted war crimes <laughs> and war criminals, that's a guy. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I don't care if it's fucking speeding tickets. I wouldn't want that motherfucker up my ass. Hell to the no. <laughs> and if anyone's wondering if Jack Smith is smarter than Trump and his entire fucking team of lawyers, well, we're about to fucking find out. And this idea that the special counsel is a bad thing. Boy, you people who, who are out there saying, oh, it's just a stall tactic, it's Garland punting. If you listen to Ted Cruz this morning, if you listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gatz, Steve Bannon, Mike Flynn, all of them, they're fucking terrified. Terrified of this motherfucker. Great. Jim Jordan, Jim, I don't report sex crimes, Jordan. Ted Cruz scared that this investigation is going to carry on and on and on. And Jack Smith is just going to keep turning over fucking treasonous rocks. Which that's kind of the point of the special counsel. Motherfucker's got all the time in the world. And he doesn't have to bring one conspiracy indictment. If he finds another fucking conspiracy or another fucking crime committed in his investigation, he can bring that shit. These people are fucked. <laughs> and everyone's yep. like, oh, Mueller, the Mueller investigation. Yeah, well, there, there isn't a Bill Barr. There's not a Bill Barr standing in that motherfucker's way. And Donald Trump is a private fucking citizen. Uh -huh. He is not the sitting president of the United States. Anymore. That's a huge difference. <laughs> That's a huge difference. Yeah. And it's going to show, folks. <laughs> now, I even have the Manhattan DA considering open up new fucking cases, which I think that one's kind of ridiculous. I think that's a dead-end road. Yeah. Beat the Stormy Daniels thing well, again. I mean, Michael Cohen already went to prison for it. They got a conviction. I seriously doubt anything comes from yeah, well, Alan Weisselberg trying to talk about hush money checks that Trump Some wrote to porn stars. Doubt it. I don't think that's the case government. And I don't think Jack Smith is gonna give. Demand to keep their eyes on the prize. January sixth. About that Stormy Daniels. Remove, uh, you know. Doubt it. Hold him responsible. Charge him with insurrection. He cares about that fucking tax fraud, though. I bet. And then, and uh, hundred fifty-five <laughs> members of, of Congress. About this true social stuff. Where all this money's going? All the money he stole for, the election fraud for all the legal expenses. Fraud social too. All the money he's been grifting off his supporters to try to get Republicans yeah, to win elections and his get, money didn't give a fucking ways. nickel. Come on now. Come on now. You're worried that the special counsel is a bad thing? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Great. That's a great thing. I can't wait. I can't wait till next summer. So I believe that's when shit's really going to start happening here. I mean, I think there's going to be several indictments before we get there. Hell, we may even get a Christmas gift. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. To prison. Jingle those handcuffs and those leg irons. We may get a Christmas gift. I doubt it. Huh.
I really think it's probably in the first quarter of next year when these indictments start to fall. You're going to see Eastman, Clark, Trump, Bannon, Giuliani. The stuff's going to start to happen. We're even going to have the Proud Boys trial coming. <laughs> which is where the overt violence was. Hi, Dr. B. We see in the Oath Keepers, they were trying to sidestep that they weren't there for violence. They were there in case violence happened. I doubt that's going to be the case in the Proud Boys trial. One key figure is going to be Donald Trump's best friend, Roger Stone. <laughs> and I can't, I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, me too. For Jack Smith to crawl all the way up inside Roger Stone's ass and live there. <laughs> All up in that motherfucker. Yeah, that'd be great. Roger Stone doesn't stand a chance against a Jack Smith. Him jaw-jacking, grinding his teeth in depositions, pleading the fifth, you pussy. You goddamn band of pussies. Speaking of that, did you know Alpha Male was trending this morning? Alpha Male was trending this morning. Now, I was thinking about it. Because that Nick Adams, I don't know if you ever heard of this fucking cuck. He's a Trump cuck. It really, he's pathetic. But here's the thing. I watched a few interviews with the gentleman at Club Q that took down the shooter. Used his own fucking weapon. The shooter's weapon. To beat the shit out of him. Subduing. Saved his family, saved his family's friends. Just a damn shame that that MAGA terrorist was able to get his hands on a weapon of war to kill five and injure dozens before uh. someone could take him down. Well, let me tell you something to all you fucking alpha males, Blame alpha the males out there. The Trump supporter, the fucking... Him? Uh... Son of a politician. Another kid. Now this is his Republican, story. Republican, radical, right wing politician. Woman. Big fucking Stop surprise. this motherfucker from killing more people. Yeah, blame the Republicans. I, I, I can't believe they didn't just fucking kill him with their bare hands. To be quite honest. Everyone's pissed off this morning that, that Adam Kinzinger is talking about punching Nazis. <laughs> hey, let's do that shit. It's enough of this nonsense. Yeah. You're gonna come and kill people for who they are? You need you you should you should feel the thunder. Yeah. Go for it. I don't know if I would have quit chance. if I was the person who was subduing him. Come in, try to kill our community. Yeah. Try to fucking kill people I'll because of who they me. are. Yeah. That kind of intolerance is met with my intolerance. Yeah. It's free. It's open season, man. I'm surprised that little fat shit made it out alive. That's a Kyle Rittenhouse. To be quite honest. The LGBTQ community. This guy had military training. He didn't. He didn't draw a weapon. He didn't run. He wasn't, he wasn't wearing lifts in his shoes. He didn't have dyed hair. He didn't have a, a girdle on. He ran over there, grabbed the guy's fucking weapon, threw him down on the ground, and saved people's lives. That's a fucking alpha male. 
That's a fucking alpha male. No questions. Didn't even question it. Guy's got a fucking weapon of war, ran over to save. He didn't care if he died. Didn't give two shits. All he knew is this fucking psychopath, this MAGA terrorist with a goddamn gun, was going to try to kill more people. And I'm sick and tired of the media saying, we don't know why he killed the... Fuck you. Fuck you motherfuckers. You... The media is derelict in their duty. Yeah. They are doing a horrible fucking job of covering mm -hmm. this shooting. Yep. Horrible. Any fucking media outlet going, oh, we're not really sure of his motivation yet. Ridiculous. You're That's stoking scandalous. more violence is what you're doing. Covering it up. You're part of the problem. Yep. It is clear what the motivations here were. You don't have to look very far. <clears throat> Fuck, just look at who raised that knows. fucking piece of shit. Who groomed him to be a fucking, fucking MAGA mass shooter. A politician. He's the son of a politician. Radical We're supposed to stand back and listen to you? The national media? Blame well, we're just, the facts aren't in yet. Talk about who his dad is. Fucking radical right-wing politician. Law enforcement hasn't... <laughs> Fuck out of here. We know why that motherfucker did what he did. You want me to tell you the reason? Tucker Carlson, Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, MAGA, the America First Nazis, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. You need more fucking reasons? Yep. Matt Gatz. Anyone with a fucking R next to their goddamn name. On a ballot. That's the reason. That's the reason why he went in and killed those people. Because they fucking love stochastic terrorism. They love to watch some fat little fucking MAGA Trump humping white dude grab a gun and go kill people that they want that they don't it. want to exist. That way they don't have to take responsibility for it. They can just laugh at it. Ha ha ha. <sighs> Libs of TikTok, cat turd, Matt Walsh, you fucking piece of shit. I couldn't yell yesterday because I was scared I was going to lose my voice, but God damn it, I want to lose my voice on this one. Sick of this nonsense. Oh, Hating people, call, uh, stoking violence. Designate call on Congress to designate them terrorists. Carlson. You motherfucker. Try, try Going on your goddamn TV show, Thoughts and Prayers, and we need to end violence. And then, and then, pinning up the entire LGBT community as fucking pedophiles in, in the next fucking two-minute segment. You piece of fucking trash. Everybody in this country knows who the fucking pedophiles and the fucking weirdos and chomos are. There's report or after report after report every motherfucking day. Are the fucking chomos. White Christian cis dudes. That's what it is. Trumped up motherfuckers. Matt Gates. Fuck Trump himself. Oh, I, Jim I love going into the dressing room and watching naked, naked teenage girls. All the girls. ones that got pardons. It's the They're thing I get to do. Offenders. Hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. All of them. 
seven trips with Jeffrey Epstein. Having Jeffrey Epstein drive girls to Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know who it is. Ain't got a guess. Why do you think they're so fucking focused on it? It's all projection. Yeah, that's why they're so obsessed. All of it. And to try to drive a narrative in this country of so much hate for a for a community that is so marginalized that most people who even love love and have someone who is transgender in life can't fully understand what that person's going through. Can't fully understand it. So what the fuck is it your business? Stay out of it. Yeah, mind your motherfuckers. own fucking business. Stop being such perverts. Mind your own. Look at the plank in if your own. You got own problems. And you can't stop doing shit that you're doing, Matt Walsh. And you know, frankly, honestly, I think if we're gonna investigate laptops, <laughs> we start with Matt Getz and Matt Walsh. The mats. <laughs> yeah. If we're gonna investigate laptops, I think there was a lab. He's always got that laptop in front of him with that stupid fucking sticker on it. What's a woman? He doesn't even know what a fucking woman is. He wants to marry little girls. He definitely doesn't know what a fucking woman is. He'd have his ass kicked by the trans woman who stopped the MAGA mass shooter from killing more people. Have his fucking ass stomped in, I bet. Enough of this intolerance. We should not tolerate. Fuck them. Yeah. Enough of the bigotry. Enough of the terrorism. What Stand the fuck up are you doing for over your there? community. Get out of there. Even if you don't fully understand it, I don't fully understand it. But it's not for me to understand. That's the point. It's not for me to understand. You do not have to understand someone's choices. To give them liberty. You do not. <sighs> and just because your religion or whatever the fuck, your beliefs, because it's not an opinion, you're fuck, you're, you, you don't have opinion. opinions, you have fucking beliefs. There is a difference. Opinions are tethered to fucking facts and reality. Your beliefs are delusional. Yeah. Fuck them. Treating other human beings, fellow human beings, like monsters. Like subhuman. It really does put you in a special kind of fucking category. Blame the fucking Republicans. Blame Trump. How come nobody ever blames Trump? And at every, every turn, we cannot tolerate... <sighs> Their fucking bigotry. Our yeah. liberty, no matter who you are, what religion you are, where you come from, where you were born, what your gender is, what your skin color is, huh? what your political affiliation is, your liberty depends and relies Hello. on the LGBTQ community. The BIPOC community. Women. Receiving their liberty. It depends on it. 
And that's what they're trying to do. That's what the Matt Walsh's, the Ben Shapiro's, the Steve Bannon's, the Donald Trump's, the Tucker Carlson's. That's what they're trying to do is convince you that they'll come take your liberty if you don't take theirs. Come in handy. Somehow, somehow, because someone wants to identify a certain way, takes away your fucking rights. And it's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. And we need to stop the nonsense. Yeah, it's out there. Why do I say this? Thinking well, you're going to run into out, there's a, there's a bunch a of dumb fucks this uh, week. There's a mother hand in there. You know what I'm talking about. But I think it's you in got them in your family. Co- uh, <laughs> shelf over here. You know who I'm fucking talking about. Scram. Get out of my way. And a lot of you are going to have conversation at a table. And you're going to have someone at that table allude to the fact... That they're disappointed Pronoun. that that shooter didn't get off more shots. Of a joke. That's how far we've come with these fucking scumbags. With Fox News, Daily Wire, these motherfucking vile pieces of shit. They've got brain rot on our country. And you're going to hear that nasty, vile shit. And you're going to have to look them dead in the eyes. And you're going to have to tell them, nope, 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 not going to tolerate that kind of talk. You gross motherfucker. We must stand up for them. We must. Those five that were killed and the 21 that were injured, we must stand up for them. Just like, just like the three people who subdued the shooter inside the club, we must stand up for them. And they'll say, oh, it's, you're just trying to, trying to be bougie. No. I would have fucking. Our liberty depends on theirs. The shit out of them. Probably hurt myself. And they had it stolen away from them. Ripped away in a moment. Because some fucking Tucker Carlson, Matt Walsh type decided he was going to go take it into his own hands. And go do what Tucker Carlson and Matt Walsh had been secretly telling him to do. That's right. It's on their fucking hands. I don't give a shit. Come after me, you motherfuckers. Sue me, bitch. Tucker Carlson, Matt Walsh, you're responsible for this type of terrorism. You. Mm-hmm. Warren Bobert, you're responsible for this type of terrorism. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you're responsible for this type of terrorism. Donald Trump, you're responsible for this type of terrorism. Mm-hmm. It's you. Mm-hmm. All of you. These are your followers. And the media needs to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Stop fucking pussyfooting around. Wait, no, no more facts to come in. Don't need nothing else to come in. We know exactly what's happening. Everybody, it's Thanksgiving week, and it's Tuesday. You know here on Tuesday we have Texas Fall and we have tacos. And today, it's Easy Cheese Tuesday. So, um, last week I dropped the ball, but this Tuesday, since it's Thanksgiving, we're going to have a special Thanksgiving meal, uh, Slim Jim Tacos. It's going to be awesome. I promise we won't do it like in the middle. We'll do it near the end. That way if you're like, eh, no, i got to bounce on the whole, <laughs> i got to bounce on the whole Slim Jim Taco thing. We'll do it towards the end. We'll do it towards the end, I promise. I promise. But Texas Paul is coming up. Uh, we're going to talk to Texas Paul. I want to talk to him about this thing in Arizona. 
Uh, I'm really interested in his thoughts on this. And, and also, I want to get uh, his feeling on what happened in Colorado Springs. So everyone stick around. We'll be right back with Texas Wall right after these messages. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you numb and alone after storming the Capitol? Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Do you feel exposed to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Paul Gosar, and thanks to my new product, Pardon Blanket, I've got you covered. Pardon Blanket specifically works to make you feel safe and cozy after your involvement on January 6th. And if you're one of the other members of Congress who also helped with the attempted coup, Pardon Blanket will protect you too. Pardon Blanket is made of a sort of soft fleece and a layer of sheep's wool. And they're 100% made in the USA. Don't delay and get your pardon blanket today for just $99.99. Actual pardon's not guaranteed. Jumping back there. into it, this there. is the Tony there. Michaels there. Podcast. There. 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 Welcome back to the show. Oh, it's Tuesday. It's Thanksgiving Tuesday. We're going to have a short week this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're going to take Thursday, Friday off. Oh, Maybe some ham, mashed taters, corn, green beans. I, you know what my favorite thing to do is to take the corn and put it in the mashed taters. Texas ball. I put them in there and I mix them around. And I eat my mashed taters with corn in it. That's one of my. That's that's why this year. The, uh, can have a KFC bowl at the house. Yeah, huh? Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit yeah. I mix my food. I mix my food. I'm, You're, yeah. I'm so glad to be here, Tony. I just wanted to tell you. Okay. There you go. Oh, you, we're kicking it off, brother. It's oh, that time. Right it is that time. You're, you're I want you to have a wonderful... Oh, yeah, brother. I, I'm looking forward to the holidays this year. I'm so glad to be here with you. I really am. I know, I, I, I know you're a family man. I want you to have a wonderful holiday with your family, my friend. Oh, I, I, I tell you, um, we've already got uh, brother, turkey bought. Right, uh, we're right, making plans. Right. I think it's going to be a small meal this year. Uh, we're not going to travel, but... Um, because we're so used to not traveling, I guess, the last few years that um, we just kind of make that a tradition, I guess. It's become a tradition. So well, we're, we're going to have... Those are, the, those are the best ones, though, man. Just oh, you yeah. and the family. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a, well, we got a couple friends that their, was, uh, their families are out of town. So they're going to come visit, going to come eat with us. So that'll be fun. You know, just a um, small little little dinner. We got the... Uh, you got the rolls going and get the company like, uh, uh, them basically yeah. yeah yeah you know the good stuff um my well, wife's gonna like make a chocolate right. lasagna you ever had chocolate lasagna mm. oh my god texas ball sounds oh, good though yeah you take it uh, she she takes oreos and she crushes them crushes them up puts them on the bottom and it's like uh pudding whipped cream more chocolate pudding more whipped cream, ah. chocolate chips on the top. Oh, my God. And then, of course, we're going to have pumpkin pie. How can you not have pumpkin pie? You can't. You got to have it. Got you got to have it. Got to go for the pumpkin pie. And, and I was going to throw in, you know, my wife, she's an amazing cook, dude. She really is. She's just, a, she's just amazing, period. Are you period. listening right now? 
Maybe I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. She's in the kitchen right now, dude. Okay. I got I've got these smells wafting into my room. She's doing her pre-Thanksgiving stuff. I mean, because she's a hell of a cook, man. She really is. And and I told her I said, you know, instead of instead of doing the little the, the little taking uh, um, the blanket things that you do with the little smokies, let's go ahead and make little Slim Jim tacos. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I will kill like you that. myself. I got, I, got my, I got my easy cheese ready today. Um, the cheddar kind. And I've got, and, and speaking of smells wafting of food, I can smell the Slim Jim and the tortilla sitting here. So, um, now I, 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 I've been under the weather a it's little gonna bit. Be, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be better than you expect it's going to be. I'll well, just give you that much. I, I, I think I'm going to enjoy it. I think I'm going to enjoy it. Because at, what's not to like? You get the tortilla, you get the Slim Jims, and you got the Easy Cheese. What the hell else? I mean, what else could you ask for? Really? I'm, I'm telling and you. I, and I've got it on a paper plate. i got to confess, I kind of liked it a little bit. I didn't. I've got it on a paper plate. So it's, it's all right here. It's all right here, even on the paper plate. We've got Gabe Sanchez joining us. Um, what do you think, Gabe? Did you grab your Slim Jims and your Easy Cheese? Uh, no. Why not? Because I'm not a goddamn villain. Hey, you gotta do what you this, gotta do. This, uh, this, if I did, it would be my villain origin story. Everyone would know exactly how Evil Gabe was created. It was Cheese Whiz and Slim Jims and a tortilla. I'm telling you. Now I get but I'm here to witness amongst all of our viewers. Yeah. You guys eat this. Delicacy. Yeah. For the record, I ate mine last week, and yeah, my wife will not let me eat another one. Uh, my, my wife will not let me eat another one. She said, "No freaking way! You're not eating two of those freaking tacos." <laughs> was it that bad after the aftershock? Was it that bad the aftershock? No, man. It's oh, okay. actually not. It's not a bad. I, I will tell you this. I, I was shocked. It was not a bad taco. See, it wasn't. There you go. You know, and, no. <laughs> Gabe is very sorely disappointed in taking the call right now. Oh my gosh! So I I want to get the politics. Texas Paul, give me your opinion because um, of course right now they're freaking out in Arizona because they lost this thing. That's the one they wanted the most because they had the biggest election nires in Arizona. Um, I think that's really why they wanted that one the most because Carrie and Lee the AG race. The AG race has them freaking out. They thought they were going to hold the AG's office and they were going to be able to do all this underhanded right. shit. And no, we won the AG race in Arizona. Arizona is now blue. It is now a blue state. And they are freaking the fuck out. I think, what is it, Mojave and Cochise County? They're, uh, they're, they're refusing to certify, which is a yeah, crime. Well, mm. um, and um, Mike Flynn, Carrie Lake, and others are the ones, and Steve Bannon, of course, are trying to encourage this. Now, let me see if I can pull that video up while we're talking about it. Um, and, uh, but, oh, right, it's a, it's a fucking uh, felony. These are federal felonies. Yeah. This is going to be sedition here, huh. um, what they're trying to do. Yeah, here is, um, here's Mike Flynn talking about it. To, I don't know who this fucking guy is. Um, I don't know. Let's see. You know who this guy is, Gabe? Ben, it looks it's like, all um, right. It's all right. It looks it's like right. Hutton Pulitzer. Obviously not a Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh, well, right? probably not. Probably not. Uh, it looks so like a nearsighted proctologist. But <laughs> he's, according to Google, yeah, he's a, an American entrepreneur. 
Uh, what does that have to do with elections, man? I don't know. Uh, I look at this. Look at this article from May of 2022, and it yeah. says Joven Pulitzer's fraud claims are utter rubbish. So he's tried this before. It sounds like. Um, it looks like he tried this. Uh, told the Arizona Senate. So this is. Yeah, it says, okay, so a researcher of the Arizona desired a double-check analysis of ballots by election conspiracy theorist Jovan Pulitzer said that claims that were upwards of 12,000 counterfeit ballots were utter rubbish. So it looks like he tried to do this in the 2020 presidential election um, and was completely called out for it. So he's not uh, just, so he's not just um, a podcaster here doing a show with Mike Flynn. Yeah, no, I mean, this is one of the guys that cost Arizona money. To do these recounts, to pay the cyber ninjas. The products. The products. Yeah, yeah. Which, well, by the way, the cyber ninjas went. They're now defunct. They don't exist anymore. Uh, you know, I got a Texas Paul take on that, G.A. I really do. You know, I, and I know you guys. I know you guys. If somebody has a question, recount. You know, let's, let's keep let's keep it legit. Let's do it. You know, you're entitled to a recount. What you're not entitled to is to whole cloth just make shit up. Yeah. You know, if you want to say, this doesn't look right to me, I, as somebody that voted for the other party, am 100% behind, you got questions, let's get answers. Yeah, I want my I want my democracy legit. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, just oh, making man. shit up whole cloth and making these fucking allegations that are just ridiculous. Not not hey, I got a question, but you did this and you did I that, and I know there was some crazy shit going on in Maricopa County and this that. And it doesn't make sense because you know they just brought in ballots. Okay, now that's crossing the fucking line. You've just made an allegation now. Yeah. You made an allegation which nutballs will listen to and believe because you're telling them what they want to hear. And that's where it crosses the fucking line. That's where you get these fat fucking terrorists in Club Q because they listen to this shit and believe it. They don't think that somebody would really sit here like we are. And you know, you heard me say it. There is something fucking wrong in these Texas numbers. I have questions. But I have never said the voting machine stole your, 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 your votes. I've never said, mm-hmm. you know, right. And you're anything. not calling for election officials to, to not certify either. Right. I mean, no, no, I'm saying. You're also not calling for the death. Of election officials well, that's and ballots. Right. I, mean, I think that's uh, another story. And the other, th- the, other the election thing- officials had to go into hiding, right? Right. And 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 not, I mean, like Arizona is a cesspool of conspiracy theories, especially like ever since the 2020 <laughs> election. It's just like a clusterfuck of conspiracies yeah. and right wing nuts. But I mean, <laughs> also Arizona. Let's keep in mind what they did. They took election data, sent it to their. Uh, well, how did they phrase it? It was their uh, their secure lab which was really the cabin in montana to the ceo of the cyber ninjas like there's a lot of like it seems a little weird that if you're going to do this recount totally fine i don't know why you can't do it in the location which is arizona you have to send it off to this secure lab only to be called out for double counting and not actually showing that your candidate that you wanted to win actually did win they actually found out that they had less votes in the recount, yeah. and there were more votes for for Biden, less votes for Trump, and more votes for Biden. Because typically, in a recount, you'll you'll see some you'll see so ballots let's, here. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's do it. Oh, yeah. it looks well, here, uh, let me show this video of what uh, Mike Lynn is alleging here. And this is 
wild shit, and it's not surprising coming from Mike Flynn. Let's listen. So, one county cannot allow its citizens to be disenfranchised because of the because of the laziness or the uh, or the or the lack of cert certifying properly of an election in another county. If one county looks at their results and they say. Hands down, Kerry Lake won the governorship, and hands down, Mark Fincham won, and hands down, Lake Masters won for the for the U.S. Senate by like more than 50 percent or more than 100 percent margins. You cannot certify an election unless all votes are counted fair and honestly, right? That means all counties. So if one even one county says we we don't think we can certify because we have problems with our election systems this is really what? weird shit how, how he's over 100 percent margin over 100 percent if, if you see results for over 100 percent that's uh i, I mean i think what he's good. saying here, i think what he's not. saying here i think what he's saying here is that hey there's one county in arizona where they voted overwhelming with carrie lake and that means carrie lake won and then there's another county that that voted <laughs> underwhelmingly for carrie lake so but it still means she won because this one county, but I mean, right. it, it just doesn't make any sense. But it's not supposed to. That's the point. It's not supposed to make sense. Yeah. This shit is not supposed to be tethered to reality. We were talking about this yesterday, Gabe, and I'm going to keep pounding this drum with these fucking Mogolodites. Is that there is, a, this is not an opinion. Mike Flynn with this nonsense as he's talking about, this is not an opinion. Yeah. It is not tethered to reality. It is not tethered to facts. It's not an opinion. It is a belief. It's delusional. It's it's fucking vile. It's mm -hmm. dangerous, but it's not an opinion. It's a belief. So stop with your fucking bullshit. Either either get with the facts, and and get there, or don't and shut the fuck up and move on. And really, that's what's going to happen here. And they're not, not gonna, that, they're not going to be able to stop the certification. To double to double down on what Texas Paul said, yeah, like what's wrong with the recount? Let's do it right. And and not only that, this is the same group that was like, we don't like electronic ballots. We want them hand done. We want them hand counted. We want you to make sure. You guys made these rules. You made the rules why it's taking yeah, slower, right? Why it's taking longer. Rules, and now that you got so the results, and it turns out when you did count them by hand and you made sure that that was actually how the ballots were, that they fucking laid out, you get mad because your candidate lost. And now that your candidate lost, you say, well, I don't accept the results. But you should accept them because they were done under the conditions that you bitched and moaned about, especially after the 2020 election. Because they're like, oh, no, 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 these machines and this count, we got to cure these. Fine, fucking recount them, cure the ballots, do what you need to do. But at the end of the day, you're not going to find that your candidate actually won. And one county is not going to overwhelmingly throw off a race to say, oh, you know what? Carrie Lake actually won because this one county was over a hundred percent. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and they they can't pick a lane. It's either keep counting, stop counting. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's fraud in the water. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I mean, not that not that anyone should obviously think that they can make sense because it's the Republican Party and everything they say is completely incompetent and fucking ass backwards. So, so Texas Paul here is uh, Nicole Griggs. Oh, She's a reporter out in Arizona. She says, happening fucking, now. Mojave, I think that's one of the ones you mentioned. County Board of Supervisors is discussing the possibility of delaying certification of the midterm election so results in Mojave uh, as a sign of so reason. solidarity after what happened in Maricopa County, which doesn't make any sense. Um, Mark Elias 
um, who they are terrified of, by the way, uh, Mark, and there's good reason because he knows the law and he's really good at this, uh, I don't know, election stuff. Um, Mark Elias says, let me be clear, if any Arizona county fails to follow the law and to timely certify the election results, they will be sued. Uh, the board members in Mojave um, should go ask their buddies. Um, it, what, what is Cohese? Is that how you say it? Cochise. 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 About how the work, how that worked out for them. So um, Mark Elias sending shots across the bow here, daring them to not Man, certify these elections right, because the right, courts aren't going to let them right. not certify these elections. That's the thing that's going to happen here. Yeah, and to back up what Gabe said just a minute ago, you know, you know they know they're full of shit because they're very carefully choosing verbiage like, well, the percentage. Well, there are counties in Texas and Arizona where there are like 10 people in them. <laughs> There's nobody in these fucking counties. And they all vote for fucking Trump. I don't know what about being a fucking lonely fucking person in the desert, why it makes you a fucking Trump voter, but it does, okay? And these counties have fucking outrageous percentages for fucking Trump and, and, and for the Republicans in general. And they want to sit there and say shit like, well, the percentages in these counties are different from the percentages in these counties. But guess what? Maricopa County is a fucking phoenix, people. This has, Phoenix is not an all-white, all-white, all-white city. It's not. It's a diverse city. It is, you, have, you have Hispanics in Phoenix. You have first people in Phoenix. You have black folks in Phoenix. You have white folks in Phoenix. This is not your fucking mother's fucking milk-white, milk-toast fucking city. It's not. <laughs> and they say, well, Maricopa County. Well, yeah, of course Maricopa County votes like a real fucking county would that has real fucking people in it. You know, and they're like, well, they're, you know, you look at this county and it just throws everything off. Well, the fuck yeah, it does. People actually live there. <laughs> you know, you've got Pima County uh, uh, that, that has... has um, Fuck, I'm tongue-tied. Let me pull my map up. Pima County, that's, that, that's, uh, that's got Tucson in it. You've got Phoenix, Maricopa County, that's got Phoenix in it. You know, these counties are going to go overwhelmingly blue. They just are, because there are real fucking cities there, and everybody knows that when you have a city where people actually have to live together, you don't get a lot of fucking dicks in those cities, because people have to get along. <laughs> you can go out in the fucking woods like a hillbilly and be a fucking dick all day long, and nobody will ever know because they're not there to hear, fucking hear it. You know, when a when, when a fucking snowflake hillbilly melts in the woods, the question is, did it really melt? Because there's nobody fucking there to hear it. You know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tell me where I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no. Well, Tell me I, where I agree. I, agree. Uh, I want to show you something here. Speaking of this uh, counties and shit, because um, this is a, another question in another state, Nevada. Uh, our, our friend Keith Troy Blue did a video on this. I said, Troy explains how population works to the shit ears. Um, this is a perfect example of what you're talking about, like people living in the desert when there's like just a handful of people in the county. Watch this. After every fucking election, we got to explain population density to Republicans. So if you look at this map of Nevada and you think it's a red state because of all this, this red area colored in here, let me explain a couple of things to you. 
this entire fucking county right here is literally one dude works for the Bureau of Land Management and his literal only fucking job is to sit in the desert and count how many native toads are eaten by native javelinas. He lives in a tent on top of a jeep on top of a giant sand dune that was purposely put there by the government to hide a nuclear waste storage facility. But Tent Lizard Guy also happens to be an incel who just lost $10,000 on his crypto investment and he has posters of Elon Musk in the tent. So he votes Republican. Which means this entire fucking county where Tent Lizard Guy is the only guy, that entire county is red because he voted Republican. (laughs) Meanwhile, this is Clark County, the home of fabulous Las Vegas, with a population of 650,000 people. And they vote mostly Democrat. So Clark County is blue. So, to review, this county, one guy sitting in the desert eating peyote. (laughs) This county, 650,000 but also voting Democrat. Is that that clear it up? That's why why this is actually a blue state. Yeah, Troy does such a great job here of explaining how population works <laughs> to also the, the really, I mean, like, uh, I kind of wanted him to show the population density map because those are a good representation to show you how tiny little red specks are in these random places like Montana and Wyoming and Utah. And it's just, it just spread out of all white, tiny red dots. And you might have other areas across different states that are bigger red populations that have, might have bigger bubble. But then for all these other ones, oh, you're seeing right. huge blue bubbles, yeah. huge blue bubbles, medium blue bubbles, medium blue bubbles. That's the population, and that's showing you, giving you an idea that when you look at the map, when you look at the United States in these in these counties and these different states across the country, that it's actually not... You know, you're not always, oh, that's a red state because for the point that he that he made, which is this one dude in the middle of the desert fucking jerking at Elon Musk saying, my vote counts. And then he does what he does best and, you know, he loses. So, Stop the scare! Exactly. It's, it, it, is, it is kind of funny that that's like the, um, you know, they, they just they walk right into this. It's stereotypical. I mean, you think for a bunch of people, it's like when you try to understand or, yeah, when you try to understand the logic of like a flat earther or someone who's (laughs) trying to explain how a flat earth works and you're like, all right, let's run an experiment. And even though they see it before themselves and they say, oh, the the earth, even, you know, they, they acknowledge it like, oh, this experiment proves the earth is round, but I don't accept it. I still think it's flat, you know. Do you think do you think Tent Lizard guy is a flat earther? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, if, he look, if he looks across the wasteland of, of, of the sand, he says it's flat. It looks flat. I can't to me. see I can't see the bend of the earth. I can't and I look at it. the same way like this. People who deny elections and are unwilling to understand or at least admit how population density impacts voting. They're the same people as the flat earthers. I'm just gonna go on. I'm just gonna call. They're the same people. Same motherfuckers. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? You think you think Camp Wizard Gang is probably a flat earther? I think that dude has done so much peyote that he would believe anything that you would tell him if you brought a Snickers bar. I mean, that dude is messed up. Oh my god. Like, uh, I, but you know. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Something you were saying earlier, too, about punch a fucking Nazi applies here. It really applies here. We 
have a problem in this country. We have huge chunks of police departments. Look, I love cops. I come from a cop family. I do. I love cops. Okay. But I will tell you, they will tell you, there are huge fucking problems in, in PDs. There really are. These fucking crazy ass right wing bastards are full up in these PDs. They are. They're not going to handle this for us. They aren't. And I'll give you my own personal story, okay? My own personal punch of Nazi story just happened the other day in Sam's parking lot. <laughs> you have to stand up, people. You have to. And I've apologized to my wife profusely for this, so don't be ragging on me, okay? But we're putting our groceries away in the back of the car. This guy behind me, I notice, he is literally in a beat-up old piece of shit pickup truck with a fucking Trump sticker on the back is inches away from the truck in front of him. I look up in the truck and this old man gets out. I'm talking about not 50s old, not 60s old, not, I'm talking about, you know, humped over shoulders, walks real slow, old, 80s, 90s, you know what I mean? He gets out of the passenger seat. I look in the, in the driver's seat and there is a woman his age driving him because she can see, I guess, you know? They're waiting on a, a handicap space up the way. I'll, I'll make this short. I will. The guy's backing up in and out of the space. You know how they are in Sam's. The handicap space faces straight, and then the others are angled, right? Well, this guy keeps backing up into the handicap space. So she can't park. Well, this fucking Trumper's having a conniption fit that she's taking 90 seconds out of his fucking day to park this truck. I and, mean, you know, everybody drives pickup trucks here. She's got, they've got a beautiful GMC truck. I mean, you can tell she's not real comfortable driving this fucking behemoth. So she's really waiting. And she goes to pull into that space after the fuck nut up there quits messing around and blocking her. She goes to pull into that space and Trumper pulls up next to her. Doesn't go about his business after wasting, you know, being so livid about his day being wasted. Pulls up next to her, rolls his window down, and starts screaming obscenities at her and honking his horn. I lost it, dude. I mean, you know when you lose time, I don't know if you've ever, if you've never engaged in violence, you don't understand losing time. <laughs> It's like one minute I was next to my wife and the next minute I was bolting across the fucking parking lot screaming at this motherfucker, move your fucking ass! I mean, I'm just losing this parking lot. Everybody, and you know, I got a voice, man. Everybody in the parking lot's fucking watching this. My wife is dying inside because I'm chasing the fucking, he hears me coming, sees my big ass running across the parking lot. He's gone, dude. I'm chasing the fucking trumper across the parking lot. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm a, and when Texas, I walk back, Texas Paul is running, shit's going down. When he's, yeah, you know, <laughs> shit's going down. Oh, man. And, and I freaked everybody out because nobody knew that. They thought I was yelling about the traffic jam. I wasn't. I was yelling because this guy is fucking being abusive to an elderly woman trying yeah. to get into a goddamn handicap space. And too many people let that shit go. Too many people watch that shit happen. Not anymore. Not anymore. They're like, well, you could have got shot. Shoot me, motherfucker. That's what it's going to cost you. You want to yell at an old lady in my presence, you're going to have to fucking shoot me, and I will throw fucking hands on you. And I guarantee you, I am glad that guy hauled ass. I really am. Because I was in the fucking zone, man. I was not in reality. I wasn't. You know, and I stopped. I'm standing in the middle of fucking traffic right in front of Sam's, got everything blocked. 
But, you know, and I turned around and I walked up to the lady. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. You had to see that. I'm really proud of you for standing up to that bully. And she smiled at me and waved. And, but I'm telling you, that's the fucking problem. That's why they do this shit in Arizona. Because they think there's no fucking cost to it. Make it cost them. Make it cost them fucking everything. Everything to do this. So Just you my were, humble two cents worth. You were saying them um, bringing up punching Nazis. I, I was referring earlier to uh, everyone's really upset that Adam Kinzinger is. Uh, they say he's, you know, threatening violence against cat turd. I'm not shitting you. That is a fucking sentence. I have to say. Um, yeah. That Adam Kinzinger is threatening violence. I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw Cat Turd trending earlier, and I was like, "What's this?" And then it was yep. every right wing fucking <laughs> like. <laughs> so here's what I said. I said not not against Adam Kinzinger or anyone else punching Nazis. Because here's what he said, and I'll show you the res- uh, the the art quote unquote that he was responding to, and Kinzinger. And this tweet is unavailable. I don't know if Twitter's fucking up or something, but. I've had I've had to reload this several times t- just to show you this. Oh, um, there's something crazy going on with. I, I, I've had trouble so far. I don't know. There, there um, there may be. I, I don't know if there's like the three people holding the bailing twine together, or they ran out of duct tape. at fucking fucking amazing. You fire all your employees, and yeah. the shit falls apart. Yeah, no who shit. thought? Yeah, yeah. who would have thought? Veritas. But then also today, I don't know if you saw this. They're banning actual groups that are helping those that are protecting LGBTQ communities. Wait, so they're taking their accounts down? Yeah, so let me, uh, I'll find Jesus Christ. Of course, of course they are. Um, while you're doing that, I, I want to see if I can find one of the news reports uh, because I, I'm, I'm assuming that they're trying to uh, um, get rid of this guy on... Uh, let's see if I can find it. What you're talking about while you look that up, what's going on in Ukraine, folks need to know. Joe Biden's a smart motherfucker. He really is. He is not dumb. He is not dumb. He is a smart motherfucker. And I am telling you right now, every weapon systems that we have given Ukraine, they, before the next Congress is seated, they are absolutely giving them as much ammunition uh, as possible. Um, they... Ukraine is is going is stacked enough right now to fight for the rest of the for another year. They Russia is fucked, and I don't give a damn how much these Russia loving cunts think that they're going to turn around and fuck the Ukraine who's fighting for their own land, their own liberty. You know, you got this piece of shit Putin fucking invading them, and you got these right wing fucks. That's what I'm telling you. You cannot let this go without a cost. Mm-hmm. If somebody fucking says to you in front of your face, fuck the Ukraine, you know, I, I support fucking Putin, how about you backslap that motherfucker? <laughs> how about that? You want to be a fucking traitor motherfucker? You want to fuck over people that we're helping, we're supporting? Save their they own goddamn country from an invasion from our enemy. Newsflash, Russia's always been our fucking enemy, and I don't care how many times fucking Tucker Carlson and Chad go over there and suck his dick. That's it. They're our fucking enemy. They will fuck our geopolitical goals at every fucking turn, people. And you get a traitor in front of you saying, hey, you know what? Let's, let's force Ukraine to the peace table and this, that, and the other. How about I just fucking... Back shit the fuck out of you. Back jack slap the fuck out of you. 
and you go on about your day. I mean, also because, you know, if you look at the GOP, they claim to be the pro-life party, but they are totally okay with Putin committing genocide against innocent people, women, children, hospitals. You know, we are 271 days into this this Ukraine-Russia conflict war, you know, however you want to describe it. Uh, we are three months shy of it being a year. You know, they... Everyone thought, you know, Putin claimed, oh, well, you know, we'll go through and it'll be a mere hours, 12 hours or less. We're only a few months away from 12 months, a year, a literal year we've been dealing with this. And Republicans, as much as they are pro-life, they do not care about human life. We've seen it through abortion. We've seen it, you know, everything that you can name across the table. We've seen about gun violence, mass shootings. They don't fucking give a shit. Fuck, it even goes down to their own monetary like like forced sterilization at the border. Yep. And here's here's more of it. Now this is a hero here. Um this is one of the gentlemen, the main gentleman that um, took down the mass MAGA mass shooter, uh the terrorist at Club Q. He's a he's a veteran, but he describes here in this interview outside his house here of how he took him down. Listen to this. I grabbed him by the back of his little cheap ass armor thing and I pulled him down. The young man that was that was late, he was hiding there, had jumped up with me. I don't know if he helped pull me, pull him down or not. I have no idea. Okay? That guy did the same act. I, amazing. Pull the dude down, pin him against the side, and just started. Oh, I think he went for his pistol. I don't know. Either way, I grabbed the pistol from him. And then I told the guy, move the AR. The kid in front of me, he was at his head. I said, move the AR. Get the AR away from him. And the kid did it. And then I started wailing on this dude. And I'm on top of him. I'm a big dude, man. And this guy was bigger. And I, I just kept wailing on him. And I told the kid in front of me, kick him in his head. Keep kicking him in his head. I'm yelling 911. Somebody call 911. And I'm beating this guy. This guy's trying to wiggle. He's trying to get his, his ammo, his guns. One of the, the performers uh, walked by or was running by. And I told her, kick this guy, kick this guy. And she took her high heel and stuffed it in his face or his head or whatever she could hit. Obviously, um, you know, the details are kind of sparse here just because this is um, a situation where um, it was a fast act, right? They had to act fast. Um, Gabe and Paul, I, I want to get your opinions on this. I got to take a quick break. I, get, I need to do a coughing <clears throat> break. Yeah. yeah. Um, so give me just a minute. You guys talk about this clip and talk about uh, Club Q because I know it's, it's something that you guys probably want to talk about. So I'll be right back. But you guys go ahead and. and I mean, it really, it really does show you, you know, uh, it puts down the idea that the good guy with the gun can take down the bad guy with the gun. I mean, even, you know, there's the, there's the petty side in me right now, knowing exactly who took him down. Someone who is trans took down this guy who went in to kill trans people as well as anyone else in the LGBT community, right? Like we know the Republican Party pushes this idea. Other other people within the Republican Party push the idea that trans or and LGBTQ are groomers and this and that. It's all projection. So then, when you find out these details of who actually did it, it was a veteran. They don't want to. They don't want to give acknowledgement. They don't want to acknowledge that person. It was a trans person as well. They don't want to acknowledge. They don't want to give credit. They want to say, "Oh shit, these are actual heroes." Right? All it is is empty thoughts and prayers. All it is is well, the real problem is these clubs and then you've got you know tony and i talked about yesterday 
You've got people like Matt Walsh who try to make a apples and oranges uh, numbers comparison and say, well, there are actually less deaths within the trans community than there are those of the general population, as if that's anywhere close in comparison. But of course, the Republican Party will do whatever they can to to make Minimize. their argument uh, regardless of how they cherry pick the facts and the numbers. Yeah, and, and think about that. They, where did they feel like they had to defend and who did they feel like they had to attack? I mean, let me tell you something. First of all, I'm not shocked that a trans drag performer kicked the shit out of this bitch. I'm not. One of my good friends growing up, Jimmy, was, it was openly gay, pink hair. I mean, you're talking about the middle of fucking Hillbillyville. This dude has pink frosted hair and takes cosmetology when the rest of us are in fucking diesel mechanics. You know what I'm saying? This dude would kick your ass because he's been fighting his whole life. You know, I mean, I would throw a hand, but I wouldn't fuck with Jimmy because Jimmy would kick your ass, man, you know, yeah. because he's had to his whole life. And this just affirms what well, a couple of things are terrified of here. This just absolutely fucking affirms reality over narrative. Mm -hmm. You think your gun is going, going to make give you the advantage? Chances are you're going to fucking die with your own gun. Fucking Mr. Fierro there picked this guy's fucking pistol. He tried to pull his pistol out and save himself. He took his fucking pistol away and beat him in the fucking head with it. He's lucky Fierro didn't take and just. Right. You know, he's I really mean, fucking lucky. All of these all of these guys who go into the situations, they read enough fucking 4chan and these forums are watching Tucker Carlson and the great replacement theory. All of these things are listening to Matt Walsh saying how trans people in the LGBT community are trying to groom them. You've got little politicians who are using their time, taxpayer money, to tweet out messages, hateful messages against a, 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 a marginalized community, a community that uh, continues to every day have to prove themselves, whether they're they're of uh, of color or they're of uh you know of a certain uh sexual whatever like whatever it might be they're a target and especially if you're on if you cross over in both those categories double down on that you're a target because people don't like you for the skin the color of your skin or the way that you fucking truly feel who you are right whether you're man woman trans you're you're you, you're non-binary you don't identify as this or that like whatever you might be who the fuck cares because it's none of their I'm fucking sure. business but they make it their business and they make your life your literal life as to how you live or die yeah. their fucking business mm -hmm. and they broadcast it to the the rest the rest of the fucking world and there's actually a tweet I'm going to, I just sent you, Tony. Uh, and, you know, along with what you're saying there, fucking Aldrich there didn't have to get it from anywhere. He got it at home from fucking Papa, who was Randy Vopel. Right. Down in San Diego, down in your neck of the woods. Go stop that motherfucker. I'm telling you, that old bastard sit there and fucking turn this kid into a terrorist. He turned him into a fucking... And you know who else, who else did? You want to talk about drag shows and trans people? Fuck your churches. Fuck your fucking churches. Because his pastor is the one that fucking radicalized him. Mm -hmm. They show... Go back and watch fucking... The, his pastor talk in his church about fucking... And, and the Republicans, their response to this today, still, to, to fucking day, their response is, well, if there weren't fucking trans people, well, we wouldn't be shooting them, would we? 
Right. Literally like, their fucking defense. You, Why? I mean, that's yeah. that's 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 the fucking the cruelty is the point. I mean, it is. It truly is the point when they're demonizing the people. Listen, the marginalized community of LGBTQ um, people have been being called monsters for a long time by the religious community. There's a there's a uh, organization out there called the American Family Association. Sounds great, right? Sounds great. AFA. They have all kinds of fucking radio shows and Christian talk shows and their entire apparatus. And this goes back almost 20 years. Have been calling people in the LGBT community monsters, uh, demons, uh, pedophiles. Uh, um, They talk about them fucking animals. I mean, all kinds of weird ass shit that these people propagate. All this misinformation about that community. And it's all to stoke fear into a little a little terrorist heart like we have here, right? That's the whole purpose. Well, what well they've people, always got to have another. They've always got to have another to attack. There's always got to be a bad That's guy. right. That's right. Well, and um, this is um, the same guy who took down the gunman. Um, he's describing it on another news program. Um, but I think it's important to watch this one because not only does he describe him taking down, but he describes the moment. Why he's there, why it's so significant. Let's watch. He may not even been a window left, but I saw a lot of people, and this guy was there, and I saw the ACU pattern uh, flag fest. And for me, that was like, there's a handle, I'm getting it. So I ran across the room, grabbed the handle, pulled him down, and then started to, uh, well, actually, I think I went for his gun with him. His rifle flew in front of him, um, and the young man that tried to jump in there with me, um he he we both either pulled him down or whatever but he ended up at his head uh and right next to the ar and then with the ar he we i told him push the ar get the AR away from him the kid pushed the ar i i don't know what his name was um and then i i proceeded to take his other weapon the pistol and then just start hitting him at where i could but the armor's in the way and I just started, I found a crease in his, between his, his armor and his head, and I just started wailing away uh, with his gun. Um, and then I told the kid in front of me, kick him, keep kicking him. And we were, I was, yeah, I was guided, I was telling people, call 911, call 911. I brought him down. I, I, <laughs> I was in mode. I was, I was doing what I did, I do downrange, you know, I train, I trained for this. I don't want to ever do this. I, I didn't even retire because I was just, I was done doing this stuff. It was too much. And, uh, I, I'm, you know, it came in handy and, and I got to protect my, my kid. I lost my kid's boyfriend. I tried, I tried to have everybody in there. I still feel bad that there's five people, there's five people that didn't go home. And this, this guy, I told him while I was eating him, I said, I'm going to kill you, man, because you tried to kill my friends. My family was in there. My little girl was in there with her. We are so sorry. If any manga is looking at that, laughing, or like, oh, there should have been more, you need to be punched because you're a Nazi. It's just a simple fact. It's enough of this garbage where we're gonna we're not gonna fucking act stand around and act like we should tolerate you and give you your little your little position that you think's an opinion. It's not an opinion. It's a belief. It's a vile, 
gross fucking belief. And we're not going to tolerate your nonsense anymore. You can have your beliefs, but if you act on them or you speak them out, we you will pay consequences in our society. And you should pay consequences in our society. And honestly, I'm surprised that this guy didn't just kill that little son of a bitch. Didn't just kill him with his bare hands. Um, and it sounds like the only reason why he didn't kill him with his bare hands because he did have some cheap-ass body armor that he probably bought off the internet. Actually, the reason you haven't seen this kid is because they damn near did. They right. damn near did. They Rightfully so. They damn near beat this guy to death. They beat him with his own fucking pistol. You know, he got raffle stomped with high heels. Fuck yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I'm sorry. I am sorry that is not a pleasant feeling. Totally antithesis to what the message is that my wife wants me to spread right now, which is have a happy holidays, folks. <laughs> but no. There's five fucking people that, that don't get to go see their family and eat turkey. Right. They don't mm -hmm. get to be with their fucking friends and eat the corn and mashed potatoes that I was talking about earlier. Ever again. They don't they don't get to go to three different fucking places over the weekend and have leftover turkey sandwiches or turkey and noodles. They don't and that's get, what I'm telling they don't get to fucking be with their families because this fucking piece of shit believe the garbage that Tucker Carlson and Matt Walsh spew. And and I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and act like, well, we just got to put up with this shit. Fuck that. We do not have to put up with this shit any longer. You don't have to tolerate this fucking garbage of Tucker Carlson and Matt Walsh stoking stochastic terrorism. We do not yeah, have to do it. They're the littlest dick motherfuckers in the world. They really are. If they've got you five to one, they'll throw with you. They will. Mm -hmm. They'll throw hands with you. But if you you take going smack one of these motherfuckers upside their head, I guarantee you he will cry like a little bitch. He will. Mm -hmm. He will cry like a little bitch. Uh, there are very few people in this country, thank God, that actually engage in violence. And I will tell you, as someone... Feel free to take check out the scars. I've got my fucking battle scars. I will tell you, I will fucking throw hands with you. Don't pull that fucking maga bullshit with me where you come up and you want to give me your fucking opinion. You want to give me your opinion? You better be fucking polite. You be rude to me. You be rude to my wife, and I will fucking put this fucking fist in your fucking mouth before you're done. That is the price you will pay. But yeah, I'm telling you, people. Oh, I don't think it's an opinion. They're beliefs. They're not opinions anymore. We got to stop calling them opinions because it's not an opinion. Your opinion that this person is subhuman is not based in any kind of fact or reality. It is based in your delusion and your bullshit that you've been fucking mind fucked with with Matt Walsh and Tucker Carlson. Uh, Leslie double seven here and says gay people aren't shooting up straight nightclubs. Black people no. are shooting up white grocery stores. Latinos are not shooting up Walmarts. Jewish people are not shooting up Christian churches. The violence is coming from one demographic. Alt-right radicalized men. And they're white, alt-white alt radicalized mm -hmm. men. Every fucking time. Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi. This motherfucker. Every single, every single fucking one that gets thwarted by the FBI. I mean, there's hundreds of these sons of bitches that have been arrested because they're making threats on social media and they catch them in the act of threatening and buying weapons and, and, and doing threats. This is all fuck this is all fucking done by by a, a set group of people. Steve Bannon, Tucker Carlson, Matt Walsh, Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, Daily Wire, you motherfuckers are responsible for this shit. 
You're fucking responsible for this garbage. And until we as a country just say, nope, not going to happen, not going to happen. And and when and when a motherfucker comes in a grocery store or when a motherfucker comes in somewhere with a gun, you do whatever you can to save however many lives you can save. You just do it because it, it, it is a thing. If they if they think if they know, even if people ain't got guns, they're still going to fucking beat me to an inch of my life. Maybe it'll make them think. Probably not. They're fucking stupid. But I, I just, I can't tell you how fucking sick and tired I am of hearing this garbage. Um, that, and, and then, and then, um, like Lauren Boebert saying thoughts and prayers. That pisses me off even more. Well, the thing also, it's like, you look at Lauren Boebert, for example, she says thoughts and prayers, and then she says, you know, get your kids in church, keep them away from drag clubs or whatever. Honestly, my kids wow. might be safer in a fucking drag club. If, if that unfortunate situation happens, like it did over the past, this weekend, like, yeah, I look at I look at kids and, and families that go, well, fuck, man, they're not safe in a school. They're not safe in a grocery store. The place that you hate where these where you don't want people to go that you think is a fucking sin in a, in a stain on society is actually the place that fucking stopped the shooter. And yes, five people did die. And another 17 are also people who are injured and may not be able to go home because they're in the hospital. And I don't know what long-term effects that has on them, whether emotionally or physically. Not only that, but even listening to the interview that we had, that we looked at yesterday from that one person that was at the club who was like, I wasn't even supposed to be here this weekend. I was supposed to be in Denver. But I came to the club to celebrate my birthday and hang out with friends. This was the only safe place that we could go for this community. And now you look at that community and they say, I mean, yeah, we are strong and we're resilient. And just like Texas Paul said earlier, his friend is fucking tougher than nails and anyone else in comparison because they have to fucking fight and claw to make sure that people actually respect and acknowledge them. Right. That say, yes, I am a person. I am a human being. I am a I am a real human here in this country. And you I, I have the same fucking rights as you do. You are not better than I. You're probably worse because of the things that you believe. And the fact that you say that I'm not real, right? I don't count. I don't exist. And now you've got this community that has to work even harder to repair the damage and the pain that they've just gone through. Because now you know, yeah, this place that was safe where people could enjoy themselves and be whoever they fucking wanted to be now has to worry that that they are another target. That there's a there's a there's this there's this dark kind of cloud that sits over. Colorado Springs, because some fucking small dick, no balls, right wing, Tucker Carlson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, fucking cuck, decides, oh, you know what? I'm going to take what they said online, and I'm going to put it into action. Fuck that shit. All of these motherfuckers have blood on their hands. All of them. Every single one. New station, you're fucking pundit, you're a fucking, you know, right-wing troll on Twitter trying to make jokes about, oh, look at this, this is so fucking funny. Go fuck yourselves. Because if you really were pro-life, and you really didn't care about human life, and you really didn't care about being a fucking patriot and American, then you fucking call this shit out. But because you want to joke and you want to say, oh, that's, oh, no, no, guys, guys, that's not me, that's this party, but I still associate with this party, you're a fucking Nazi too. You're a fucking Nazi. At the end of the day, I don't fucking care. You can say whatever you fucking want. You're a fucking Nazi, and you're a fucking coward. 
Damn, man, we got Gabe, man. I get it better myself. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, yeah, man, Gabe's normally the one that, that like, you know, he's like yeah. the mayo to our jalapeno, man. He's, he's I just, <laughs> I, it's like, as much as, as much as we want to joke, I'm just fucking tired of this shit, man. Like, the 2022, yeah. like, we, we thought going through Uvalde would have been some wake-up call. Except you have Republicans who want to say, well, the real way to change this, guys, is one fucking door in and out. That's how we're going to do it. We got to add more security. We got to add more veterans and people who have PTSD, give them guns and put them in a school. High stress, high fucking tense environment. That's how we yeah, have to solve the about, problem. Think about all those I'm a badass DPS troopers down here in Texas, and I'm a badass Uvalde cops, and this, that, and the other, to sat fucking outside while he murdered people. Well, that fucker just shot people, and they could hear it one right after the other and didn't do a fucking thing. And you care that? I will always, for the rest of my life, call him Mr. Fierro. Mr. Fierro snatched that motherfucker up and ended it. That fucker had enough ammunition to kill everybody in that club and would have. And I guarantee you, it was one brave individual that led the charge, that that brought this together. And you know, I'm I'm tired of it too, Gabe. I'm tired of it too. Let let's call it the way it is. Fuck your church. Yeah. You, you, fuck your Boy Scouts. They're fucking raping kids in the Boy Scouts. They're fucking raping kids in, in churches. They're fucking my church, the Catholic Church. I point one finger. I point three fingers back at me, man. The Catholic Church is fucked, man. And you want to talk about, uh, let me tell you something about it. I happen to know a few gay people. I happen to know a few people that are trans. And I'm telling you, they put up with fucking abuse their whole lives. And they are radically against fucking sexual assaults and shit like that. That is a community that they will, I guarantee you, these, these women will fucking beat your ass for fucking with a kid. I guarantee you my kid is safer in a drag club than he is in your fucking church. So the next time, you you know, Mr. and Mrs., I'm, I'm better than everybody Christian, you go to church, you walk into that big fucking mega church, you look around and know that one of these motherfuckers down there is fucking kids. One of them is. Odds on, one of them fuckers down there is fucking kids. And I, and, I, and I just can't take it, man. I yeah. can't, I'm with you, Gabe. I, I can't take it anymore. And I just want to, you know, I've seen some people in the chat here who are fucking idiots, uh, you know, fake Gabe and others, who say things like, these three guys are pussies. I'm sorry that I'm a pussy because I fucking care about human life. I'm sorry that I'm a pussy, that I care sorry, about the fact that we shouldn't have to worry about people going into a fucking club and shooting people with an AR-15. I'm sorry that I'm a pussy. That I'm calling oh, this sorry. fucking shit out. And that you, amongst other people in the chat, whoever you are, and anonymous fucking keyboard warriors, <laughs> you want to hide behind it in your basement asking mom for your fucking tater tots, saying, oh, I'm a big tough guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got my fucking gun in the background. I'll just fuck you, man. You're. I I'm sorry that I'm a fucking pussy for calling this sorry, shit out for what it is. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's vile. It is not how we treat other people. Murdering humans for what they believe in? You gotta be out of your fucking mind. Have you seen pictures of this little fat fuck? This little this little cuck that went in there 
that decided to kill these son of a bitches because he hates a certain group of people because people like Matt Walsh and fake gay beer in the chat say this stupid yeah, that shit. Was a real fucking alpha male right there. Yeah. I, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, where I come from, where I come from, fake Gabe, where I come from, if someone pulls a gun on you, you will get your fucking ass beat. You better use that motherfucker. You better, if you pull a gun on somebody where I'm from, you better, you better fucking use that son of a bitch. And you better be willing to use that son of a bitch because you're going to get your fucking ass kicked. Just like the, just like the little, the little manga cuck, the little mass shooter. Decided he's going to kill people because Tucker Carlson told him so. Matt Walsh told him so. Got his ass kicked. Damn near to an inch of his life. Now, I I, I know I, I want to continue on this subject, but I got I got to move on. Um, I want to talk about um, Trump and some of these cases that are happening. Um, because there is some news. Kyle Cheney actually just posted about an hour ago. It looks like Trump's lawyers are getting really fucking desperate here. Um now, now that the special counsel has been assigned, they're going to do more and more desperate shit. Um, Kyle Cheney reports just in Trump's lawyer going back to the well with Judge Cannon. You remember Judge Cannon is the one that, you know, give him some reprieve, but not enough to get out of this situation. Um, he goes on to say, asking her to unseal the affidavit accompanying the Mar-a-Lago search warrant. So they're really trying their damnedest to try to get everything out in the open so they can cause more chaos. That's what I see this as. Um, Kyle goes on to say here, unclear, unclear. This request is even in her purview. So she may not be able to do this. That's why they're probably asking her because they know the actual person who would be able to do this would tell them to fuck off. Um, he goes on to say rather than a magistrate who approved the warrant. And so the judge or the magistrate that approved the search warrant warrant for Mar-a-Lago, um, would be the one who would issue um, the unsealing of this affidavit that went with that search warrant that that Check judge or that magistrate approved seats, for that search for those documents. Um, what do you um, and here's the actual document here. Um, if you want to go see it, and I'll retweet uh, Kyle here in case you guys want to go look at that. What, what do you guys make of this new filing? Well, I know there was one thing going on. There was a hearing today. Um, the, the, and, and it just shows you how much Jack Smith, I, I am leery to put my eggs in any basket because you never know where it's going to go. Look at Mueller. You never know where it's going to end up. He issues a perfectly credible report explaining how Trump is, is, is fucked over and owned by Russia. And then you get a guy like Bill Barr that totally fucking rips that apart and, and, and puts the flip side report out. So until I get something in my hand, I'm not going to jump on the Jack Smith wagon. But I will tell you this, that dude hit the ground fucking running. Right. Well, when, is that, when, is that hearing, when is that hearing today? Do you they know when just they had it. They just had it. And okay. what can, Jack can, Smith can you see did, if you can find news from that? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What Jack Smith did was, you know, when they said, hey, we're going to bring in a special prosecutor, he didn't wait till it was signed. He got his shit in order. They sent him every because what Trump was trying to do today was say, oh, well, this, they've got a special prosecutor. Now, this DOJ hearing over the documents in Mar-a-Lago, you know, we can't you know, we can't have that because, you know, you're talking about a special prosecutor now. Well, the special prosecutor sent a letter to the judge yesterday saying. I'm on top of this DOJ filing, and I 100% concur with it. 
fuck you. <laughs> I mean, so, so that avenue closed. So now they're trying to run back to that bitch judge that, 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 that does all kinds of unheard of crazy legal shit for Trump. Because she's a, she's a, she has no fucking loyalty to her, the bench, this country, our constitution, our legal system. She is all in for that fascist fucking mango Mussolini motherfucker. Well, I, I do want to say about the Jack Smith reading the full briefing, for anyone who was not aware, Merrick Garland didn't assign the special counsel on a whim. Like, this is not something that he, he just was like, I, I got to do it now. They've been thinking about this for fucking months if Trump was going to announce. And I'm almost positive that they had the brief ready for fucking for whoever the special prosecutor was going to be at that moment. To, to think that Merrick Garland is not prepared here is really fucking stupid. It's really dumb to think that Merrick Garland is not going to go into a special counsel appointment without being fully prepared to do that, especially with this um, with this uh, uh, hearing that was today. And I guess Trump has already re, re, uh, reverse course on his partaking remember remember he said i will not partake as if it's like a fucking yeah, uh, if it's like a, a like a is he saying he's going to partake now well well he actually this did like partake a, what, he, he did, did partake, partake? Yeah, yeah. well cuz he's already he's already they filed something saying that his rights have been violated so now he's he's already partaking which is really stupid let me tell you something if you're being prosecuted in a federal fucking court and they're going to arraign you on your charges on your indictment they don't give two fucks they don't give two fucks if you're gonna partake or not they don't yeah. give a shit it's they not like oh i gotta you. yeah right it's not like oh i gotta i gotta i got parking or a speeding ticket and you're like right. i will partake and they're like okay well we'll just keep finding you and then <laughs> right. at a certain point if your car fucking comes up on the on the reader again we're gonna boot it and if from there we're gonna fucking tow it like also if you have unpaid parking tickets we can hold you in court or like hold like in jail until you pay those fines so it's the whole idea is like I will not partake. Good fucking luck, man. I really hope you the best of luck if you decide to not partake. But obviously, if he is partaking by saying his rights were violated, no rights were violated. Not this shit has been out in the open. And the reason we know so much is because Trump fucking like bitches and moans about it. Story. So then, of course, the DOJ is like, all right, fine. Here's never a little bit more, right? Story. Redacted. Here's a little bit more redacted. You know, and then they're like, all right, fine. Here's more unredacted. And each time it makes them look like a fucking idiot. And then you've got Cannon who's like, oh, yeah, let me make these unprecedented moves by a judge myself that has been appointed by the man that is in question right now. No conflict of interest, clearly, where the legal community and other judges are like, what the fuck is she doing? Right. Like that is the consensus across everyone else, which is like, uh, that's not how this goes. And that is you one, you should have recused yourself. And two, that that's it's not how it works. You can't just decide this is how the law applies right now and this is what your interpretation is. So it's and I think uh Texas Paul shared an article. I got I got it I got it going here. Um was there something in here Texas Paul that you wanted to comment on specifically? You're muted there, Texas Paul. He really announced his 2024 election. Yeah, yeah. So You're on mute. Real boring speech. Sorry, bud. I thought on mute so I don't sit and breathe in the microphone. <laughs> well, I, I do too because I've been sick. So I, 
trying not to cough and shit in the microphone. Go ahead. No, it was a hearing they had today about what to do with the special master's report, and and they were trying the, the maneuver right, that Trump is, team is trying to do. This is 11th Circuit appeals case where they're trying to appeal uh, the certain um, um, powers that the special master has. Yeah, Cliff's, Cliff's notes is they asked for a special master. Trump's people asked for a special master. They got a special master. Didn't like what the fuck the special master did. Now they're fighting the special master, and their maneuver today was to try to say, oh, we've got a special prosecutor now. This whole special master's report, you know, we can't have those prior you know, rulings and shit involved because now we've got a special prosecutor and, and you're somehow bullshit muddying the waters with the special prosecutor. Special prosecutor sent a note before the hearing saying, read it, done it, understand it, I'm behind it, this is me. This is me. Just consider this me. <laughs> and so now now they, they, they ran back to fucking Eileen Cannon. Please do something for me, please. You know, and she and she's just fucking bedbug crazy enough to try to do it too. She has totally fucking destroyed her judicial right. career. I mean, I think though, as you go through that timeline, the funniest part was when Trump was like, Well, you know, I think it would only be fair that the DOJ pays fifty percent. Of the legal bills. Even though he's the one who wanted it. Yeah, it's like, you asked for it. We said you could have it. We even approved the person that you suggested. So stop crying. Right, they picked his. Yeah. They picked his. We gave it to him. And, then, right. and he, by the way, is fucking no, no bullshit, like... He does not give a fuck. He's like, look, we're going to play this. Uh, this is not my first rodeo. And also, we're going to make sure that we follow this shit to the law. Right. Especially coming from a group that says, law and order, law and order. Oh, I'm sorry that you don't like when law and order is literally applied to you. The projection and the hypocrisy is, mm, it is nonstop. And just to throw another thing out there about Merrick Garland, and uh, I'm again, I reserve my judgment on all this shit till I see some shit happen. But Merrick Garland is—I mean, he, he's never missed. He has never missed in his entire career because that fucker. You remember Top Gun? You had like Maverick and Iceman. Fucking—he's Iceman. He is quiet. He's reserved and fucking deadly. And I guarantee you, he was working with, with Jack Smith well before Jack Smith, he signed the documentation. Um, Jack Smith is up to speed. This is not going to take another year to come about. They're not going to let this run into the next Congress where the next Congress can fucking instruct us. You had Jim Jordan say he was going to open an investigation in Congress on Jack Smith. Okay, do it, cocksucker. Do it. That's called obstruction of justice. I tell you what, try to try to fuck with this funding. That's also obstruction of justice. You are some dumb motherfuckers, man. You really are. Yeah, you, you've got Matt Gates saying that we should defund any. Okay, any anyone. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene at one point saying we should defund the FBI, right? Because she was like, oh no, no, FBI can't look into me, can't look into Trump, can't look into anyone in our involvement with. Uh, Jan 6, right? You've got Matt Gates recently on Steve Bannon's fucking Trader TV show that says, oh, we should defund their investigation. Anytime there is any moment of any sort of investigation that's looking to them for doing the illegal things that they blame on other people, they're like, oh, hey, 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 guys, let's uh, abolish the investigation. Can we, can we, can we like, kill this, you know? Well, that's, here, that's I got that, I've got that clip right here. Let's listen. It's not what we should be seeing 
in the United States of America. But I don't want to sit around hand-wringing and bedwetting over this. I think we ought to use the power of the purse to defund this explicitly political exercise against President Trump. So you're saying if, if, if Merrick Garland doesn't do the proper thing and just remove Smith, uh, or if Smith doesn't do the honorable thing and recuse himself because of his bias and his wife's obviously hater, hatred of Trump, you're saying that the, the House ought to throw down hard and just defund the entire thing, correct? Of course, because there is no rhyme or reason to this. It feels, it feels like to me that this is two people who know they're going to be, uh, you know, there, there's going to be rocks uncovered in this investigation that yeah, implicate them. Yeah. yeah, and the bullshit that they're trying to throw out there is that, that Jack Smith's wife made political donations to the Biden campaign. <laughs> you know, Clarence Thomas, Jenny fucking Thomas, anybody? Yeah. That's like, that's like Carrie Lake screaming, oh, Hobbs has to recuse herself because she can't run her own election. Brian Kemp, motherfuckers! You know, I'm sorry. I don't live by a different set of rules than you do. You make a fucking rule. We live by it, motherfuckers. That's the way it works. I want to show you something else that's happening in Trump world. Um, because that was our title today's Trump's the greatest loser. Like he's going to do a lot of losing today. Um, I believe because the Oath Keepers trial also is um, in deliberation now for the jury, which I think he's going to lose big in that one, too. Um, I said, Greg Kelly is complaining get, here, of course, because he's such a fucking snowflake. You know who this Greg Kelly is? This fucking anyway. guy on Newsmax? Like this guy is such a little today. bitch. Okay, I, I said, like, oh, Greg here is going to go down with the Cheeto Dust Titanic. Now, Mike Pompeo, who called um, the, the national chair of the teachers union, I believe, um, called her the greatest threat to the world or some shit. As if education is a threat. I guess it's a threat. Well, I mean, knowledge and actual education that would better our society because, you know, that's just like the natural progression of human right. evolution. Uh, it's, it's a threat, right? Well, of course, it's, it's the antithesis knowledge is a, is a huge threat. Well, he's, it's the antithesis of the Republican Party. Well, he says here about Mike Pompeo because Mike Pompeo went to some, um, I don't know, what the hell this is, some kind of coalition or something where he's making jokes. Greg Kelly says, watch, with capital letters. Mike Pompeo totally bomb, capital letters. These guys really fucking cut to Trump with this stuff. With his snide jokes about Trump. Woke Secretary Mike. Like, I don't know if there's like a class that these people take on how to how to tweet like Trump. Is there a class that they give out? Is it like a master class on how to tweet like Trump? This is fucking ridiculous. I mean, I, I took a master class. Yeah, and, uh, well, and I... And now, and now they they actually pay me to teach. It's oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so is that is that your side gig? Is uh, yeah, yeah. It's at uh, Andrew Tate's Hustler University. Oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. So, so he says, you, "Go ahead." You know why these guys are so fucking terror, just terrified of the whole education situation? Because we have started to actually teach real history. You know, all throughout history, you had like Daughters of the Confederacy and all of these groups that fucking pump propaganda into our history. You want to talk about taking your heritage away? These motherfuckers took your heritage away. Because they just put propaganda, propaganda bullshit into your history class. Everybody in Gen X, your fucking history was 
classes in high school were useless. Completely useless. And I'll, I'll tell you something, like sacrosanct here in the state of Texas is the Alamo. Well, I hate to tell you this, the good guys at the Alamo were the ones on the outside. They were there to fight slavery. The ones inside were holding fucking slave sales. And that's why Santa Ana came up and destroyed the fucking Alamo. Because he told them, no slaves. And they don't want that history coming. Davy Crockett came out mm-hmm. the wild front. Okay, so so the other thing that they do with education is they leave shit out. Like, um, you know, the Tulsa massacre. White people just found out about this a few years ago. And I was talking to another friend of mine. He's a teacher. And he's like, we were talking about it. And he's like, why didn't we know about this? I'm like, because we're white. He's like, really? You think that's... I said, yeah, that's absolutely... That's absolutely why we had no clue about this thing. Like, why do you think white. fucking racists are so mad at fucking Black Panther and Black Panther Wakanda, right? Like, you got people like fucking uh, Tim Pool saying, oh, yeah, it's racist against Mexicans. Oh, boy. Oh, do I? Oh, fuck, man. I got so pissed when I saw that shit. I was like, are you talking? They're literally playing Mesoamerican ball underwater. Are you fucking kidding me? But for people like that, they get so pissed. But every night because God forbid there's a true and fair representation of people who are not white, right. right? Oh, and I'm sorry, the white guy's the evil the person in the story. Right, right. Uh, Times to be reflective of history. I love how they call, I love the part where he's the chained in the back and he's like, as she says, um, she good. says, uh, that's my favorite a colonizer in chains. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a great line. So this this clip of Mike Pompeo here. Now, now this is the reason why I want to show this is because this is a great wedge driver. We're always talking about national narratives here on the show. We're always talking about how to push narratives. I want to remind everyone tomorrow for the Wednesday show, we have Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer, the the absolute fucking master at messaging, by the way. She's going to join us tomorrow for our special Thanksgiving Wednesday show. I love her. Yes, I love her. She's, she's if he says CRT in this video, if he says CRT in no, this no. video, you need to know what they mean by CRT is real. So they don't want real history taught. So here's here's what he's saying in this video. This is like a like a little comedy bit that was written for him. He poorly executes it, right? Yeah. But Greg Kelly is fucking pissed off that he's knocking on Trump. Trump is done. Trump is fucking done, people. The the only reason why you still have these fucking people still sycophanting to to him is because they're going to be wrapped up in these investigations. Let me tell you something. There's going to be thousands, thousands, thousands of people who go to prison for Trump. Mm -hmm. And because of Trump, thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And Mike Pompeo does not want to be one of those people. The reason why Matt Gatz, Steve Bannon, Mike Flynn, Marjorie Taylor Greene are still sycophanting to that son of a bitch is because they're likely to be some of the ones. But listen to what Mike Pompeo says here. This is great fodder. This is great wedge driving that we can do. Aaron, uh, it's good to see you. It's great to be a warm-up act tonight. Who, who knows? The next time we're together, we could be on a stage, multiple podiums. Who knows who else might be with us? Yeah. Who knows? And, uh, and who knows who between us and who knows what nickname we might have it's uh what did you it is uh it, it is great fun <laughs> to be with so many uh 
Fred there. So there it is. He's making fun of Trump, obviously, there. And Greg Kelly, I mean, absolutely fucking butthurt about it. Now, the reason why I bring this up, the reason why I want to show people this, and I know it doesn't seem relevant because everyone's hating on Mike Pompeo. This is exactly why we need to drive this wedge. Because Mike Pompeo is a shitbox. 100% shitbox. So let's put a shit box up against a shit box and let them fight it out here. That's the wedge you need to drive. Also, like these, the the digs that he made were too horrible, right? Yeah, it was really too. Are they jokes, really? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they're fucking high caliber jokes here, but they're two jokes that were made, which is like, oh, maybe you'll see me on stage with Trump and others running. Right, because Pompeo's is going to run. Pompeo's suggesting he's going to run. And he's like, oh, and maybe when we're on stage, we'll get nicknames that were given by Trump because that's what he does. Literally, those are the two jokes. That was it. The summary of two things. Greg Kelly got so in the fucking feels for this. He was so upset that he made two... Instead of, instead, you know, for a group that calls other people snowflakes, holy shit, man. Right. Those were not even, those were not any way insulting of his weight, his intelligence, uh, his his uh, lack of, or or desperation for sexual encounters well, that he has to pay for. None of those yeah. jokes were made. Were None of them. Punched. This was literally a debate joke and right. a nickname joke. Box. You know, Texas Paul, um, he's, uh, Greg Kelly says, loyalty, Mike. In other words, Mike Pompeo has to have loyalty to Trump. Here's what I believe. I believe Donald Trump would chew up Mike Pompeo on stage and spit him out on the floor. Like, Mike Pompeo is, is such a fucking pussy. He's such a pussy. When he went and he made the deal with the with the fucking Taliban and shit, and he genuflected them and all this nonsense, what? somehow Mike Pompeo is this tough guy bullshit. Right. I believe that Donald Trump, and this is this is going to be the best part about this fucking 2024 campaign, is that Donald Trump is not running against Joe Biden. Donald Trump is going to be running against Mike Pence, Pompeo, DeSantis, uh, Larry Hogan, possible Glenn Youngkin. Doug Ducey, he's going to be running against these fucking shit boxes, and they're going to have to fight it out. And I'm excited. I'm excited, Texas Bowl, about watching Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo bitch fight on stage. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah, man, because the Republicans know they're fighting for their lives this time. I mean, this is it. If this fucker gets back in, this is it. You know, I mean, you're talking about fascism. You're talking about these fuckers will hang, man, and they are fighting for their lives. It's just going to be a very, very interesting primary because it can't be like, you know, you know, Donald Trump just flat out insulting Heidi Cruz's looks right in front of Ted Cruz. And you can tell that dude is not Texas born and bred. You know, that motherfucker was brought in from out of country because if you insulted my wife, on stage, I would be beating you with the fucking podium. You know, you would be eating podium, you know? <laughs> Ted Cruz is like a little bitch that sits there and, and just looks at him and does nothing. And then now he's out there like sucking his balls. Well, I mean, Ted these Cruz people are... Ted Cruz is a cop. Let's just call him. The guy is willing to, to he's willing to accept insults against his own wife and doesn't say shit just accepts it he's like oh, i mean 
that's how it is. Not like, hey, that's pretty disrespectful. That's pretty misogynistic. That's pretty, uh, you know, that is that is not what a political candidate can do. But as soon, and this goes to your point way earlier, Texas Paul, for too long, people have said, yeah, that's okay, not my business, not going to call that shit out, right? This is another example where you had Trump inch by inch fucking step over the line and do things that were small at first, things that should have been called out immediately. And things that were personal to many people, like Ted Cruz, like, hey, your wife's ugly and your dad was connected with the JFK fucking assassination. Those are things that you might want to say, uh, defamation, and also that's just unprofessional, that's not political, that's not how we hold ourselves as the Republican Party. But they didn't do anything. So then everyone began to accept that as truth and accept that as uh, a totally acceptable behavior in running for president or being a politician. And, and, <laughs> and think about how short Donald Trump's political career would have been if little fucking Marco had turned around and said, what did you say, motherfucker? And stepped up to Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump is a fucking coward, man. He is a coward. He is a fat old man coward. And I guarantee you, if somebody had shown an ounce of balls and stepped up to him when he was running his mouth on stage, that would have been the end of Trump's career. That would have been it. He's a bitch. I mean, he is a bitch. But none of them, but none of them had the balls to stand up. So now they've got to own that fucking shit-stained, diaper-filled motherfucker. Well, here's here's Ted Cruz talking about the special counsel. Like uh, Ted Cruz is a little worried about the special counsel might undercover some rocks that has Ted Cruz's crime. The thing is, uh, Senator Cruz, it seems to me the remit here is far-reaching. That you're talking about a major fishing expedition in the next couple of years, uh, as Trump may or may not run or get through the primaries. I'm not here to predict that outcome, but I am here to criticize. What's the remit? It's not just Mar-a-Lago. It's not just January 6th. This thing could run far and wide into who knows there. Look, Larry, I've talked about this at great length on the podcast that I do three times a week, Verdict with Ted Cruz, where we've gone in and explained what's going on inside at DOJ. And, And you really go back a couple of months ago when DOJ began leaking that they intend to indict Hunter Biden. And, and set aside for a second the DOJ leaking. That's not how a Department of Justice is supposed to operate. That's pure politics. Okay, so first off, he's got to throw the laptop in. He's got to throw his podcast in. This fucking guy is just a shameless piece of garbage. Like, this is the same guy that you would imagine if his state would lose their power and the citizens would lose power. And he'd be like, fuck this shit. I'm not freezing. I'm going to Cancun. This is the same guy that then also blamed it on both of his daughters and said, I was just being a good father. And it's like, you didn't need both parents to fly to Cancun for a little resort getaway. Well, I could go on with Ted Cruz here, but here's the point that I want to make about Ted Cruz and this flip with Larry Kudlow. What what the Republicans are really scared of is this special counsel, they can keep under... Uh, overturning rocks and overturning rocks and overturning rocks and overturning rocks and do new indictments that have nothing to do with Mar-a-Lago, that have nothing to do with January 6th. If they find crime, they can prosecute that shit. 
That's what these fuckers are terrified of. Because that's one thing that Donald Trump did to these motherfuckers is turn them all into crooked-ass criminals because they believed he would somehow pardon them. Because he would say that shit in meetings. Oh, just commit crime. I'll pardon you. And not only that, but you also have to remember the fact that we literally had nine insurrection hearings with a, a committee putting in in front of millions of viewers and being rebroadcasted by Midas Touch Network and other people hitting those clips again and again and again, those sound bites, writing about it, sharing about it, educating, that's why the Republican Party doesn't like it, educating the public on what really went down, right? It wasn't just a fucking tourist visit. It wasn't just a normal fucking run-of-the-mill day. It was a fucking insurrection where people died and people were attempting to kill other people. It's not not a normal thing that we should accept as... uh, how our country runs, right? And if we did, then our country would be in a much worse place, right? And thankfully, democracy during the midterms fucking stood up and said, fuck no. But the reason that this is so important and that they're so scared is because it's different than the Mueller report, which the Mueller report was done in some sense of a public eye, but you never really heard anything. And then when things were released, they were redacted, and Bill Barr came in, and we found out later after the fact that Bill Barr actually did obstructing ways but the reason that they're so fucking pissed off and scared is because this was all broadcast to the public first so now everyone has fucking context they all know what's going on they've seen video they've heard audio they've been given testimony from literally all republicans people within the proud boys group people that were there on January 6th, people that were part in hearing these legal theory arguments like Rusty Bowers, all of these people were were, were put on full display. So um, the American people know exactly what's going on, and there's a backlog of of information that they can hear about and learn about. And now, they're so scared is because people know about it. People, People have knowledge of what it is, so now they're more curious. And so when the shit follows through, Jack Smith isn't working from, he's not working from ground zero here. He's working from, he's like already halfway up the fucking summit. He's got everything booked, categorized, cataloged, cross-referenced, testimonies here, knows who to follow up with. That's why they're so scared is because they're thinking it's going to be a year, two years of investigation. But all this shit is already fucking right in front of them. It's already in boxes, ready to go. It's already digitized. Liz Cheney's fucking hand-delivering that shit with a little Hershey's kiss on top. So, like, Texas Paul, give, you us know, give us your two minutes, because while you're doing that, I'm going to prepare my Tuesday Thanksgiving dinner um, while you're doing that. So Okay, look, let me be honest with you. I want my kid to start. You know, you've got people crying, oh, Jack Smith is partisan because his wife made a donation. Fuck that noise. I want my Ken Starr. Ken Starr couldn't find fuck all on what he was assigned to investigate. Nothing. Zip. Did you hear of one charge that came out of, of any of the real estate deals? That he was supposed to be investigating, not one, zero, nada, zip. He and Brett Kavanaugh was his assistant, who's now sitting on the fucking Supreme Court, sat there with their thumbs up their ass and had nothing. So what did they do? Monica Lewinsky. That's what they did. Something totally out of their purview, something they were totally... Why? Because they were partisan. 
They were fucking partisan. That's what I want in my special prosecutors. We're Democrats. We own the government right now. Give me a fucking partisan prosecutor. Give me somebody. Give me a Jack Smith that will fucking look at this. And if he doesn't find anything, find something. You know, that's where I'm at. Fuck this special set of rules for everybody else. You know, fuck this special. Fuck that. I want a partisan motherfucker in there. I mean, look, I think I think he will. I think the investigation will obviously. I mean, like, there's a clear crime. We all saw it. We all heard it. We all watched it happen in real time and then got a, a, a refresher. Right. So I think they will certainly find something. But if they find other shit, fuck yeah, I don't fucking care. Fucking pull up all the rocks, all the dirty laundry. Oh, there was a text message unrelated about somebody fucking cheating on somebody. Boom, else. Yeah, fucking throw them through. Oh, he created, created uh, some kind of entity that committed tax fraud. Boom, indictment. Yeah. Oh, what do you do with January 6th? What, what do you got there, Tom? He's got actual tacos again. He's got actual tacos, Tom. I got paper plate. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. Wow. Oh, you made a You asked if my wife was listening? Dude, I told you that I couldn't have another one of the fucking tacos. She ran in here and slammed this thing down on my desk. Texas Texas you will not eat that shit again. Texas Texas right. This is this is delicious. Oh my it's actually God. pretty good, isn't it? It ain't bad. It ain't bad at all. It ain't bad at all. Early, early thing giving dinner. Yeah, well, I feel sorry. That's what I love about you, Tony. You got balls, man. I don't have balls because according to the chat, I'm a pussy because I care about human life. So fuck it. <laughs> Oh, there's been some fucked up individuals in chat today that really are just laughable, but what can you do? What do you do? The squeegee says, uh, Gabe, you should pardon my turkey. Um, it, it is a beef steak. It is not a turkey steak. <laughs> By the way, I just want to point that out. And I'm sure, and, and it is real easy cheese. It's all, it says even on there, made with real cheese, so it must be. Whenever I see that's where cheese easy cheese, from, I think yeah. of the Goofy movie. Isn't it the Goofy movie where he like sprays easy cheese? Yeah. Oh. Okay, everybody. Thanks for joining us today, Texas Ball. Thanks for coming by as every single Tuesday. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go finish my, uh, my lunch here. Um, it's delicious. I'm with Texas Paul. This uh, Easy Cheese uh, Slim Jims and good luck. Yeah. Gabe, me amigo, I already told Tony. I wish his family. You have a wonderful holiday, my friend. Thank you. I, 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 I tell you, I was scared this morning that I was going to lose my voice because yesterday I coughed and coughed and coughed. But I made it through. I had my voice. Tomorrow we'll be back again. We, we're just doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. We won't. We will be off Thursday and Friday. We won't have bonehead show. We will have a poll though, so don't mm -hmm. forget to to subscribe right here at YouTube. You'll be able to vote on the community tab at Tony Michaels Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter. Why Twitter still exists at Tony Michaels Pod. You'll be able to vote there as well, and also download every single episode this week. There'll only be three: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and tomorrow's episode. We got Dr. Rachel Bittercopper here for the special Wednesday Thanksgiving. Uh, episode can't wait to hear mm -hmm. what her updates on the midterms and what messaging is going forward i always look forward to, to her take on messaging um she she is someone we definitely need to listen to in this country as pro-democracy people everyone same time same place tomorrow noon eastern 11 central 9 pacific youtube twitter and twitch simulcasting from the minus touch facebook page until then 
Surf's up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. There's this mini, um, do you know, do you want to, uh, help me figure out, or how to get this going? It's supposed to, um, Anthony already hooked it up. I've actually watched, uh, or, yeah, watched and listened to a bunch of instructional videos, but, so, yeah, he had already, he already hooked it up with it, so, should be ready to go, actually.
to the cozier studio now. Right. Too cold to be out there. And uh, it's not, uh, I don't want to, didn't want to leave the equipment out there. I mean, like the ones, especially the ones that I want to use. <coughs> Stays in tune if you don't hit the whammy. Yeah. Yeah, I was playing it this Actually, I was going to put together a collection of all my anti-Trump art and then like enter that challenge test. And also, I'm going to have this and record and, and do video, do video uh, before, the rip, before, before the audition just to that's good practice, right? Like, write it down for you for several times and getting it just right. And, <coughs> or, uh, you know, good enough for government work. 
from a movie called The Hot Rock with Robert Redford and uh, this hypnotist uh, she, she uh, got a hold of this guy that, uh, that had the keys to the uh, safe deposit boxes to a certain bank she managed to get inside with him in this elevator and she hypnotized him she stopped the elevator and she told him that somebody came told him the magic words uh, Afghanistan banana sand he would have to do everything that he said that's very unusual you never hear that phrase 
She was a mongrel lord, she was a mongrel lord. <laughs> I like it not on this one.
you can or store that to the the birds or anything that comes right up. Um, yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I guess on the bottom. Hmm. I'm not gonna run. Well, oh, you know this paper is kind of magical. I found some my new favorite thing. <laughs> is this? really tough paper that like painters put down on the grounds on the floor and it's it's super fucking strong and it's like and it's this has gotten wet several times and it's just like slightly crinkled you know it's nothing it's actually kind of cool to turn it into a design or something with the water but, um, yeah, getting, getting ready to do study, uh, uh, studies, I want to study Sumerian version of human events, <laughs> how we got here. And I also want to do an Egyptian one. I could turn them into children's books or, you know, or adult books about the so-called mythology. But it would be a way to um, illustrate. Like a comic book that shows, that talks about history. That teaches, teaches you the history of like ancient Egypt or the Anunnaki, that would be awesome. I think uh, you know everybody's really interested in the Anunnaki and aliens and stuff, ETs, extraterrestrials. That's one of my. That's I think that's my number one podcast. It got like thousands of <laughs> thousands of listens. People are very interested in that. <clears throat> What's that artwork there with the yellow and the white? Oh, I also want to study uh, Native American. Uh, I, I could put together a book of each each one, like, like talk, talking about that, uh, their their worldview. Kind of like anthropology. It's in anthropology, cultural, maybe cultural. Uh, I consider it kind of like med, medical anthropology. Forensic. Forensic anthropology. That sounds so great. <laughs> Forensic anthropology. Yeah. You mean, uh, how did really old things die? Yeah. Or uh, kind of like investigating. You mean the, uh, investigating um, the past. I'm interested in ancient history, like the first history story that was told, like, a, I did a podcast about that, like, the Pleiades and Orion the Hunter chasing the Pleiades, the seven sisters across the sky, like, every, everybody around the world knows that story, that, and, um, they came from the stars, and they taught us astronomy, how else, how the hell else could we have known? The con about the constellations and and maybe it was astro projection. 
maybe what was <laughs> oh, that they knew it through astral projection. Not bloody likely, maybe that helped, but um, no, big tropical stars. They were cosmonauts. Did you see that black and white, yellow, red poster? No, but it's kind of nice colors, I think. Ain't it? It was, it was here already? Ain't it? It was already here? Something that you're... That was part of, I inherited my Uncle Fino's collection of local artists. Oh, okay, that was done by local artists. And a bunch of clocks. <laughs> and a bunch of, shit, a ton of frames. I wanted to do something like that in watercolor. Uh-huh. And not as, uh, not using any glass. Like yeah. red, red, white, and blue. Yeah, well, I want to do, um, like a collection of, maybe I'll do it like a panorama, you know, of, say, like all the animals that, all the sculptures, uh, all the animals and all the scenes that were in the uh, Sumerian sculptures, you know, and... Like there were, there was this priest king. There was a priest king, and and the the name Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh was uh he was a uh, half day three quarters. Um, deity or whatever, and but he and he was always he was in search of immortality because he knew that. Uh, you know, we had lost it, it, it. There's this incredible documentary. It's like three and a half hours long. Did a, I did a podcast on that this morning. <laughs> it is amazing, man. It's like really fucking mind blowing. That's when, um, you know, they, they purposely set our lifetime to uh, 120. 120. Um, it's programmed into our into us but yeah so we don't become too many and I think it's so we don't have any time to like realize what happened what fucking happened in history so that's that's why uh, I think it's great that we are we are celestial beings, man. I think that's really cool. We're not we didn't just descend from the apes. They um dude it's uh, it's mind controlled by the fucking Roman church. Roman Empire church. You know. And the patriarchy. We need to smash the patriarchy, Fan Mesa. That'd be a good punk name for a punk album. Smash the patriarchy! Do some kind of like sex pistols and do, do, do a couple covers of other punk bands and then we'll make our own song that sounds kind of like it. <laughs> I like the, what, what about, what's the one about the queen? 
if the queen is dead or something like that. What's the name of that um, sex pistol? God save the queen. I think it's God save the queen. No, that wasn't. I remember that guy. I kind of like that song. Lost in the supermarket. No, the what's uh, London calling. That was really cool. Oh, the clash. I like that. Yeah, clash. There's a nuclear error. Maybe rocking the cash ball. Rocking the cash ball. This is not kosher. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah, they didn't last long. The Clash, Sex Pistols. I like the Cure out. too. There's, I wanna, um, I think that'd be really cool to do a, to do. Cover of Into the Tree, or maybe just like make it a part of karaoke night here. I don't want to say Moon Ranch at Moon Reiki Southwest. Reiki Southwest, I think it's a good name. The Protective Aegis. Of Reiki, it's in the name, you know, and that has great energy right there. Protective powers. Chi, Reiki, Japanese, and like Tai Chi, you know, Tai Chi. Tai Chi is actually considered a martial art. Did you know that? Tai Chi, you know, the one <laughs> like moving slowly and stuff. Mm. I actually went to a, a couple Tai Chi classes. Like, I like four afterwards. <laughs> so I didn't do it again, but it was cool. Uh, you know, they explained it and the idea about say like when they go, they go, um, you know, a certain way of like. So like if it, you're, they're imagining like a ball of energy, which is really, that's a really cool concept, you know? And, um, yeah. I thought that was amazing. It's considered <laughs> martial art because it's so slow and, you know, kind of like calisthenics. But, yeah, yeah, for show. So, uh, what do you think of my, um, my development of interior design? Coming along, eh? It is, and it's, it's kind of like a maze now. It's <laughs> the center here. I like um, my mom's old, uh, like antique furniture. It's kind of like eye level. I love to see woods. I love woods. Kind of like antique look, you know. It kind of disguises the fact that this is one big tin can. 
me back to town. But um, my mom used to call it what, like, uh, our little slice of heaven out in the stick. <laughs> A ranch. Ranch. We used to call it the ranch. What year did she start living here? About 92, 93. That late? Uh, yeah. I thought it was earlier. No, it was, it was in the late 70s. In college. And so she inherited from her aunt? Yeah, that's from my aunt and uncle. It rose up Clayton, passed within a week of each other, and oh my God. yeah. And they were. They'd been together their whole lives, you know. Quite a cute little society item or whatever, you know. It was like pictures of them and their friends on the beach and in the nineteen thirties. Yeah. Huntington Beach, New York. New York. Well it sounds like they had quite a lot of decades to enjoy themselves. Yeah, and so they were, she was understandably heartbroken, you know, he died and she didn't last for weeks, barely, you know. What's that noise? Oh, my foot, I'm really want to have like decent camera set up so I can like check you know what is there anything fucking out there something going on I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking dark <laughs> those little cameras you know let's have like uh, maybe one camera going kind of like what how Is that spaghetti you made? Yeah, it's kind of like a red sauce. It's kind of supposed to be like a red sauce. Flamlingini. Well, how do you like that cheese? Oh, that's great cheese. Uh, the, yeah, they're both great, yeah. The uh, Dubliner by uh, I think Harry, I made a mistake. I put too much mozzarella in this. Yeah, I overdid it. Um, but I think I'm going to... Maybe fry them up, that up in a sandwich, put it on, you know, some fried bread, and then put that mozzarella, which is kind of like spiced with all that, like tomato. I did put some little bit of red wine in there. Got garlic, of course. Garlic? And a little bit of lemon. And cram. And oh, I'll get a plate. Get me plate. Hi, yeah, help yourself. You want to keep this here? Or you want me to put it back to where it was? I can go out there. Well, well, what? Uh, what? What do you say? You want to keep? I can. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put it. In, you know. It's got the crimper and it's got the. Uh, 
have. Oh, you know what? You can put it, one. put it in this thing here behind the. In here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of like random stuff in there. It's got the uh, points. Pretty thick uh, wire. It's as thick as it can go on these. That's just one. These alone. You know, I saw these at um, these uh, necklaces at, over at the uh, mission. Yeah. Uh, these uh, shops. Yeah. They were like, I don't know, like eight dollars or something. dollars, hundred twenty. Um, how much were those glasses that you found? Like they were like. Oh, the sunglasses. Yeah. Two hundred dollars. Evo. Evo or Vivo. Yeah. Evo. Yeah, two hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. I still need to send you those pictures or or a couple of pictures. You can. Maybe we can put them on our album. You know, like for like your shot, to make you look really cool. You know. The jacket. Maybe it's a good jacket. I'll go get a plate. Oh yeah, you can um break some parmesan on there too. Yeah, parmesan. Oh, yeah. I brought you some parmesan. Yeah, you I still have, have some. Yeah. Oh, it's a little bitter. <laughs> well, I'm sparing. <laughs> Sparing, you see. Uh, did you use the sesame oil? Not yet. No, not yet. I've uh, used some avocado oil. Come on, come on, come on, come on now, touch me, babe. Touch me, see that I'm not afraid. What was I promised to you? Why don't you tell me, she said? What was that promise that you made? I wanna love you till the heavens of the rain. Now wanna love you till the stars fall from the sky. For you and I. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. Da -da -da -da. Can't you see that I'm not afraid?
Why don't you tell me what she said? Midtime, I see Bob Fitch. Oh, shit. Elon bots reinstate Trump. Streamed one day ago. Shit. Maggot democracy. Woo. <clears throat> Apparently in Peru, in the Andes, rights, the golds, you know how the Anunnaki created us to mine their golds for, to repair their atmosphere according to the Sumerian story which I I understand that uh, I believe that more than the drivel you hear about history our origins ancient origins from the Bible although the Bible is also an important source because all of the world's religions talk about a flood and we all have this this uh, you know if you're an Islamophobe you should you should uh, not be because Islam and Christianity are Two sides of the same coin. It, it, it. Judaism, most uh, Islam and Christianity, um, <laughs> they're they're in the same branch of religions. What's it called? It's a Judeo-Christian. Yes, Judeo-Christian religions. And Islam is, is part of that. Because I think, from what I understand, what I remember, recall, recall about my Islam studies, Muslim studies, is that a nun married. Um, Prophet Muhammad was one of his wives, I believe, it's been a while, but I think that's the story, and is this, this totally makes sense, listen, listen to this, okay, Islam was created to cover or apply to the population of the world that was not Christian. So they needed some kind of mind control. Hi, little guy. For that other part of the world that was not under the Roman Christian. 
Christian whatever empire church Roman church Behind here, yeah. I don't see anything. What? Got the top hat and the show hats. This is my. Hey yo, my studio, my music, it's my music studio, it's my chef's quarter, my chief's quarters, and captain's quarters, and music recording studio, sound recording, music and sound recording. Studio Multimedia, and I do cartoons here, and I do leather work here, and I'm making more bags, and those are actually. canvases as well and got my phones got my hats Just to come on then. <sighs> you should be tired to see. Alright, yeah, you're right. Dad. Okay, Pete Davidson. Never got to see him on SNL. These are roast masters. Pete's mom has never seen him on SNL because she blinks. <laughs> is Pete white? Is he black? And Coulter needs to know if she can decide if she hates him. <laughs> I love how Pete, I actually thought you were black, but I guess you just have your. Uh, so you can do a compilation of a culture. I mean, roasting cut downs. There's some great ones. David, thanks for taking time away from waiting for Sandler to just write Ronald Three to be here. He'll take it. David Spade's assistant once mm -hmm. tried to kill him in his sleep, and the world was shocked to find out you could afford an assistant. <laughs> Pete Davidson's ugly. He's actually going on his third year of SNL. It's been a while since I've been there, of course, but uh, you got to help me out now. Is it the fourth year that they finally let you see an orthodontist? Jacked up teeth! Fix that shit! Jimmy Carr's got better teeth than he's British! Rob Riggle is here. I actually really love Rob Riggle. Rob, yeah. Rob was a... Rob was a Marine. The few, the proud. Which also describes his fans. 
this little nugget. Pete Davidson. It's hard to recognize him when he's not on SNL or on an adventure with the man in the yellow hat. Jewel's here. Jewel, uh, I won't make fun of you yet because uh, I want to give everyone at home time to Google who you are. Um, my mom really wanted me to get you to sign this. Uh, I, uh, I don't know what the f*** it is. If it's a phone, it's broken. But uh, she'd really appreciate if you could sign this. My mom came here to see you, so uh, yeah. Pete Davidson's here. I'm appalled that people would come here and make jokes about the sacrifice Pete's heroic father made on 9-11. This is not the roast of Pete Davidson's father. That was in 2001. Wow. Jimmy Carr is here. When I first met Jimmy Carr, I thought, wow, Jeff Dunham's puppets are getting amazing. <laughs> Jimmy, you look like a butler in a haunted mansion. I just met this guy, Pete Davidson, backstage before the show. Great guy. He asked to take a picture with me, and I didn't even realize he was one of the comedians. I told him, don't give up, kid. Whatever disease you have, you can beat it. <laughs> Super Bowl champ. That's a Super Bowl champ. Yeah. Peyton Manning's here. I love Peyton Manning. He's the shit. Peyton. Peyton looks like if football players evolved to no longer need helmets. <laughs> no, seriously, Peyton, I love all of your work. Especially when I saw you in the Goonies yelling, Hey, you guys! A Super Bowl is also what Peyton's mom had to cut his hair with as a child. Pete Davidson. Yeah, good to have you here tonight. You know, as he talks about in his stand-up and everywhere else, uh, he lost his father on 9-11. Pete, your performance tonight was a fitting tribute to your dad because it was like watching a third plane hit the World Trade Center. No, really, I actually, I do think you're going to be the next Adam Sandler. And I knew it the minute I saw David Spade blowing you before the show. Let's hear it for Rob Lowe, okay? Right? Rob Lowe. Or as gonorrhea doctors call him, patient zero. People call Rob Lowe a bad actor, but that's only because they never saw him tell his wife he didn't f*** that nanny. Rob has two beautiful kids here, not his children, they're just guaranteed in his contract. <laughs> Rob was the first male spokesperson for the Lee National Denim Day, which raises millions of dollars for breast cancer research. You know, that's a great thing. It's a disease... Yeah. It's a disease that his mother, his grandmother, and great-grandmother suffered from. But you still f a 16-year-old girl in 1988. <laughs> It doesn't change anything. You still did that. I'm coming for you. I once thought 
Pete Davidson was just like Obama, biracial goofball who ruined a once-beloved institution, but it turns out I was wrong. Pete's not biracial. <laughs> Good one! Ann Coulter is here, everybody. Ann Coulter, if you're here, who's scaring the crows away from our crops? <laughs> You know, Anne describes herself as a polemicist, but most people call her a c <laughs> You know, last year we had Martha Stewart, who sells sheets, and now we have Ann Coulter, who cuts eye holes in them. Our first roaster is Pete Davidson. Now, he's the newest member of Saturday Night Live. This introduction is way longer than his Wikipedia page. Uh, guy from New York, it's Pete Davidson. Thank you. It's an honor to be at a roast hosted by Shaq's dick. <laughs> and Snoop Dogg are here. If I was 38, I'd be freaking out right now. Uh, Kev, I loved you as Black Annie. You're so good. It's good to see Comedy Central diversifying his talent with whatever race Pete Davidson is. Uh, <laughs> just look real, you know, just real vague, man. It was weird vague ass face and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like your face at all. You, know? <laughs> you seem like a nice person but when I talk to you I don't have fun. Uh, <laughs> Pete, Pete has got a lot going on. Pete, I don't know how you can juggle SNL, stand up, and Lauren Michaels balls in your mouth all at the same time. An amazing multitasker Pete Davidson is. <laughs> Hannibal Burns is here everybody. Hannibal. Hannibal, of course, is famous for exposing Bill Cosby, right? And only for exposing Bill Cosby. No, he deserved it, though. Bill Cosby hurt those women without ever caring about the consequences. That Hannibal Burris would become famous. Look at all these squirrels on the stage. Hannibal, Natasha, Pete Davidson. I haven't seen a more disappointing lineup since the last Lakers game. Alright, we're listening to Syria and other crisis areas are living through. We're listening oh, to the most Shaq. legendary roast right. comebacks ever. Thanks for being here and taking a break from throwing barrels at Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what? Please don't eat me. Uh, <laughs> I'm so afraid he's so big. Uh, one of the many nicknames that Shaq has is Superman. Right? And much like Superman, he pretends to be a reporter and has never met his real father. <laughs> no, no, no. Shaq is cool, though. Shaq has shattered eight backboards and 79 cervixes. 
Justin Bieber. Justin avoided the usual, I guess you could say, former childhood mistakes. You know, he hasn't had a sex tape. That's good for you. He hasn't killed anyone. You haven't bought a monkey. Oh, shit, you did. You bought a monkey. And you abandoned a monkey in Germany. What the f*** was that? Like, you abandoned a monkey in Germany. That was a privileged Beverly Hills monkey. You showed them your lifestyle, and then, then you dropped them off in Germany? <laughs> now that monkey's turned out in the goddamn German zoo sucking rhino dick because of your bad decision. Not about the monkey tonight. It's about you, Justin. What I want you to do, I want you to sit back, relax. It's going to be a great night, man. Not for you. Everybody else, we're going to have a blast. When we were looking for a Roastmaster, we called Jamie Foxx. Uh, Chris Rock, and they both couldn't do it. Um, then I had a great idea. Let's call Kevin Hart and see if he has Dave Chappelle's number. <laughs> no, I have huge... <laughs> he didn't have it. He didn't have it. Kevin, you were awesome tonight. I have huge respect for Kevin Hart. Kevin loves seeing himself on the big screen. And for him, that's an iPad mini. Kevin is so short, he calls Lil Wayne, Wayne. Uh, I love Kevin Hart's career plan. Do everything Martin Lawrence did, only shittier. Let's get to the reason I'm here tonight, which is to give Justin Bieber some tips to use when he inevitably ends up in prison. <laughs> I've been in lockup, and you wouldn't last a week, so pay attention. The first thing you'll need is a shank. I made mine out of a pintail comb and a pack of gum. <laughs> I'll show you how later. It's so simple. I found Bubblicious works best, and it's so much fun to say. You see, when I did my stretch, all the hood rats on my cell block wanted to break off a piece of Martha Stewart's ass. So I decided some bitch needed to get got. I walk into the chow hall, picked out the biggest bull dyke, and I stuck her. From then on, prison was easier than making blueberry scones. <laughs> and Shaq, Shaq, I hope your mom doesn't still hold a grudge. <laughs> Justin, before I go, here's my final piece of advice. You need to settle down, bring some balance into your life. Find yourself the right gal, but she'll have to be someone on your level, someone powerful and famous and rich. Someone you can smoke a joint with or indulge in the occasional three-way. I'm <laughs> talking about a playa in the boardroom and a freak in the bedroom. So, Justin, <laughs> my final piece of advice is call me. Or, or not, I'm Martha, thanks for coming. I know that's probably something you don't do much of anymore. <laughs> Justin Bieber, everybody! Seems like only yesterday you were discovered on YouTube. Time flies when you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Justin, you've been on Ellen more than a pussy juice mustache.
Ryan was better, Ludacris. Justin was born to a teenage single mom. No wonder he's got moves. He was in the womb dodging a coat hanger. Justin, Selena Gomez had to f*** you. She is literally the least lucky Selena in all of entertainment history. No, Justin, you're so successful. You're so rich. You're like our Beatles. Um, not the band, the bugs that live in shit. So... Uh, Natasha Leggero. This is my first time seeing you perform. You were really great, even though you didn't shoot out a single ping pong ball like Snoop promised. <laughs> now, three of you know, I'm a police detective in the city of Miami. So, Justin, as a police officer of the law, I'm going to give it to you straight, which I know will be a new experience for you. I got a question, Justin. What kind of bitch aids his neighbor's house? You caused $10,000 in damage. Oh, yeah? Imagine the damage you would have caused if you flew like a boy. <laughs> what are you doing dropping 75 G's in the Miami street?